What's up, guys? Welcome back to Smack Panda Podcast. Welcome back. It's been too long. It has. We yeah. missed a week. Um, but glad to be back. And we got a good guest with us this week, Matt. Yes, He's joining us. Mr. Jeffrey David, lawyer extraordinaire. Yeah, true, true. Long-time uh, friend, <laughs> actually. Yep. And um, and it's going to be a very interesting conversation we're going to have tonight. A yeah. lot of history of uh, Wollongong, I think legal profession in Wollongong, things that have been happening, mm. and uh, a very wildly travelled, wild, widely and wildly <coughs> travelled man. Jeff, how are you going? I'm well, I'm well, thanks mate. Yep. How did, uh, so, if we're going to have a rundown of how you got here to the Smack Panda Studios tonight, mm. where would we start? <coughs> uh, well. <coughs> Apart from the new Audi. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. My, I came the old Audi, but oh, no, is that no, the old one. The old one, yeah, yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> oh, look, uh, I came here because of uh, the fact that I was a partner of your wife <coughs> for a, a number of years uh, in in legal practice. But my background is uh, uh, born in Newcastle, um, almost seventy years ago now. Uh, <coughs> Uh, lived there about 10 years, grew up up the north coast, uh, ended up uh, in Byron Bay of all places, uh, back before Byron Bay was wow. Byron. <laughs> back when I lived there, it was nobody called it Byron. I mean, it was called the Bay, yeah, but it was yeah, only right. about, probably only about oh, two, two and a half thousand people, small town. Did you saw <laughs> surfers? A lot of, lot of surfers. Um, there was still uh, a butter factory. Is that Byron Bay Butter? Norco. Norco. The Norco okay. Butter Factory was at the, the top of Johnson Street, which is the main street in, in, in Byron Bay. It still had the uh, the jetty, about a quarter-mile long jetty, because they'd had whaling there for a long time. The, oh, right, yeah. the whaling had closed down. The lighthouse still worked, so at night there would still be the lighthouse... Yeah. Going around, you could see it from probably thirty or forty miles. You grew up in Byron, or this was <coughs> no, no. I lived, I lived there from uh, about. Uh, oh, geez, must have been went there when I was about fourteen or so, okay. and then <coughs> stayed there. My family stayed there. <coughs> I, I went from to uni up at Armadale originally. Okay, is that did, for the teaching? Did and did a BA and a Dip Ed, yeah. a Bachelor of Arts and a Diploma of Education, and, which meant that I spent three years. Playing snooker, right? That's getting any good at it? Yeah. No, not very good. But I used to play a lot of bloody snooker. I think, I think that I majored in English and history. And I think in my third year of uh, English, I think I went to three lectures all year. So it was, that was. And you passed <laughs> anyway. But at the end of the time, yeah. of course, because back in those days you were what they called um, you were bonded to the education department because you had a teachers what they called a teachers college scholarship. You could live on those, you know, yeah. And, but at the end of the time, they expect you to teach. Oh, yeah. So there I was. I'd done a BA and a dip ed, and I thought, fuck, they're going <laughs> to go, go and teach. So I ended up down in Sydney, <laughs> yeah. taught for three years, uh, and then thought uh, I'll go back and I did law. Yeah. And then came down here in 79. 
What uh, brought you to Wollongong? Yeah, why Wollongong? Steel City. Didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to stay in Sydney. I'd, I'd lived in Sydney about seven or eight years by then. Knew I didn't want to work in a big firm. Um, knew I I wanted to do court work. Um, and there was a job <coughs> advertised. I came down and uh, I joined what was then a two-man practice. They had just gone into partnership together. One of whom was George Harrison, the former mayor who died just last oh, week. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, and basically, the <coughs> virtue from the day I joined them, neither of them set foot in a court again. So they just—you <laughs> <laughs> did it all. Yeah, that that was it. And then that firm merged. There were two with another practice became what was ultimately Hanson's. And then people came. And then Haley came along, and she she'll get her the nuts. No, no, no. I didn't. She she came and was working you know, with me, and then. She'd been working there about three months and I said to the other partners, I said, this one's a keeper, you know, we've got to keep her. So she came into partnership and so... That's how we got here. And that's how, yeah. I, that's, that's how I've ended up. And then, of course, well, I met Matt through her and... We've been to many fine restaurants together. True, true, two, true. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking then, for a smart girl, she got a fucking shit ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of jumping. Yeah, drama. I remember thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, that, I'm really surprised, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's fickle. She just goes for looks. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I realised it couldn't be that. No, no. So, so anyway, that, that's how it was. And then I... I've only I've practiced essentially in two areas: criminal law and family law, and that's largely all I've done for yeah. more than about forty odd years now. Wow. So, so. Do they um, often crossover? <coughs> um, yes, uh, increasingly of, of recent years because domestic violence is was something which didn't exist in the law. You know. Yeah. Mm. Well, you were allowed to beat your wife, wasn't it? <coughs> was that um, to back in the sixties? I don't think. Well, the police would give a damn about it, wouldn't they? Oh, no, absolutely not. Well, for example, um, at, for a long time, it was not possible for you to be uh, charged with or convicted of rape in a marriage. Well, yeah, yeah, be- that's right. Because for ex- you were deemed, yeah, you were absolutely. deemed to have given consent, right? So the idea of, and, and look, of course, it was a blind eye was turned, but then you know, blind eye was turned to a hell of a lot of stuff that we would mm, regard as yeah. unacceptable. Violence. Days, yeah. yeah, the good old days of, oh, you know, the local sergeant took the young bloke around the bloody corner yeah. and gave him a bloody kick up the arse or something that was supposed to solve all the problems, you see. Yeah. Mm. And because nowadays, yeah. you know, it, it ain't going to happen. Um, yeah. Well, Not it so may much. still happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more so. cameras around now as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting enough, I was just talking on the uh, over the weekend about a bloke who used to be, I won't name him, but he used to be <laughs> um, in the uh, in charge of security at the glass house. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a famous old nightclub in Wollongong for our international <laughs> A classic. And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 of course, you think he didn't know where all the cameras were. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Abs- yeah. Absolutely he knew where all the, cam- yeah. all the cameras were, you know. David anyway, but mm, yeah. it happens. So do you think, uh, regarding the domestic violence in society, do you think it's gotten a bit better then? Like it, there's less of it? Or do you think it's about the same? Um, I don't think that 
I mean, human behaviour, I don't think human nature significantly changes, mm. <coughs> but I, th- I think that there's an increasing realisation, hopefully, um, that, you know, it, it, it's not right, it's inappropriate. Um, and <coughs> look, it's like anything. You, th- you think, um, what, 20 years ago, um, smoking was an everyday yeah. thing. Mm. Smoking in, it doesn't matter where you People smoked around their kids. They smoked in hospital. Yep. Restaurants. They, in, 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 in bloody restaurants, actually. Plates. Or, or <laughs> uh, back, back. I mean, probably when I was still going to school, teachers used to come and would smoke in the bloody school. Teachers would uh, light up their bloody pipe, etc. Now, <laughs> now, of course, the, no the, 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 the world would bloody end, yeah. you know. Um, so society slowly is creeping towards... Well, it's it, getting a little bit... It's somewhere, I don't know. Well, it's getting better. That, like, yeah. a, a case in point growing up in New Zealand was drink driving. It was just mm. well, it wasn't you? even an issue when I was a teenager. And that yeah. would have been early 90s, late 80s. It just wasn't a big deal. And that's yeah. completely yeah. changed now. Yeah, I remember that. my old man driving all the time with a beer in his... Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it wasn't actually the against the law if you weren't the over at the time. There was no law no. against it. I remember when it came in, he was really pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and, I mean, how often have you... The blokes used to say, well, listen, you know, I, d- I don't drive, OK, until I've had a few schooners under the belt. Yeah, they yeah. all felt, because they felt relaxed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, so, so society can change it. I think yeah. it is actually getting better slowly, you know. Do you think maybe the, the I mean, the divorce rate's obviously a lot higher now to was people. acceptable people, to divorce. Yeah, that's thing. what I mean. Like, it's, it's OK, so knowing that... You can leave this bastard. Yeah, it's yeah. Pre- perhaps <clears throat> presents a different... A different yeah. um, outcome as well. Yeah, well, uh, look, um, statistically uh, the the uh, divorce rate really hasn't changed. So the ch- your chances of your relationship, your long-term relationship, either marriage or a de facto relationship, well, they don't really keep stats on de facto relationships, see. Oh, don't they? Well, marriages they do because if they you have to get mm. divorced... Yeah. But in fact, you can separate into de facto relationship, and, no and, and nothing yeah. happens. There's no consequences. You see, it's not recorded anywhere. But you know, it's about probably three and a half to four out of ten. So your chances of of a, a long term successful relationship aren't shit hot. Actually, no, yeah. mm. no, that looked too good. And <laughs> not in your <laughs> case. You suck, Willie. And in fact. <laughs> Funnily enough, the the breakdown rate of second relationships is even higher. Like oh. remarrying. Yep. Yeah. Well, the I o- thought that would have been better. You would. You would. Yeah. You know, common sense would tell you, okay, well, I've been there. I've done. I've made the mistake. I've learned from mistakes, yeah. and I, I've. And no, it's the old joke. Yeah. The bloke was asked, "Have you learnt from your mistakes?" And he says, "Yes." I can repeat them perfectly. To spin back a little, uh, well, a lot really. Where did the change come from teaching to to wanting to go into law? Um, <coughs> just something you fell into, or look, um, I, I I had a, a fairly a good. I had a good result in the HSC. And yeah. When I'd been at school, back in the old days, they used to have a thing called vocational guidance. Yep. Okay. Someone would come into the school once or twice a year, and they would talk to students, and they'd tell them, "Oh, this is the sort of stuff you should be looking at as a career, right?" Huh? 
And with me, it was law or medicine. They were the two I said. So, but of course, (coughs) I did the HSC. Um, I had no idea what what he wanted to do. Um, I got a scholarship to do law in Sydney, but of course, there were only two unis in Sydney at that time, and you couldn't live on the scholarship back in those days. And of course, I didn't have any connections in Sydney or whatever. So, but on the other hand, I also got what was called a teachers' college scholarship, which you could live on. So, and that was at Armadale, and so. So there was no passion for teaching. No, 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 there was no, and there was no particular passion for law. It's just, yeah. I mean, I taught, and I, I found, I didn't find teaching a, a, a struggle. What, what type of teacher were you? Uh, fabulous, thank you. English and history. Well, that's two interesting subjects yeah, anyway. Yeah, history, yeah, at least. Yeah, Eng- yeah. English. Well, I like English. No, yeah. no, anyway, English and history is what I taught, but then I, I didn't, but I, I, I found, listen, uh, after, I was only been teaching about three years, and I was, I was winging it. You know, yeah. I'd be walking down the corridor to the class, and uh, making up the lesson as I was going. Yeah. And I'm thinking, <clears throat> I'm going to turn around in tw- twenty years' time and think, oh, yeah, what a waste. But because yeah. teaching's got a lot to go, got a lot to go for a young bloke. I was a young bloke. I was single. <clears throat> the pay wasn't bad. The holidays are bloody fabulous. Yeah. Mm. And of course, I wasn't working hard. Uh, you know, it wasn't as though I was bloody knocking myself out. Mm. I couldn't be a teacher now. Um, uh, is, was that in the 70s, you said? Yes, yeah, 70, yeah, 70 uh, about 73 to 76 or so, yeah. yeah. Um, You're saying teachers have it a bit rougher now. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, there's a, a couple of things. I mean, one is, as a society, we've loaded all these ridiculous expectations yeah. on bloody... On schools and teachers, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, <clears throat> oh, we've got a social issue, etc. What do we do? Oh, well, we'll we'll fix it in schools. Um, yeah. Foundation starts at home, not not in the school. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I look back, you know, I can remember I'd only just buddy out with the school I was teaching at in Sydney. They had a lot of um, the first wave of the Middle Eastern migrants in the yeah. in the school. And so you had a lot of these. It was what was called an intermediate boys' high back in those days. The last one in in uh, in Sydney. So a lot of these young blokes, <coughs> the young kids who were coming through from um, the, the Middle East or from Lebanon, from Syria. I think we had about twenty-seven different nationalities in quite wow. a small school. Yeah. And so because you get these poor bloody kids in there who were just into school, had no real English, no English, and of course they're just and a lot of them. You, know, you could see big, wide-eyed, bloody, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we had one class I was teaching, there was this Aussie kid, and he was he was a bloody grub, he was a shit, you know. And he came out the front to do something, and as he walked back, there was this new kid, been in the country probably about five minutes, sitting there, you know, just like big, doe-eyed, but he couldn't... And he just went and just knocked his pencil case off onto the floor, <laughs> just to be a shit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I went up. And I grabbed this bloody kid and I picked him up, carried him to the door <laughs> and threw him out the bloody door and slammed the door. Yep. <laughs> so, of course, when the lesson's over, <laughs> as I wander out, this sitting there's this mean little rat face. From, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, can, I can sue you. I'm going to get my dad to get to sue you. And I said, good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of it. That was, uh, so, nowadays, of course, you know. You'd be, Is that what started you in law? 
We'll see about that. But nowadays, of course, there'd be the... You know, yeah, I think now, like, with our little ones going through, this is my third one going through and the fourth will be coming, um, there seems less and less space for a, a teacher to actually <coughs> teach and, and evolve, you know, like jazz it and stuff. Mm. They have all this curriculum to go through and connect these I's and dot these T's, which in some ways are, are, I think it stops the shithouse teacher, maybe, you know, it means everyone's got to be on the level, but the... But the really good teacher, I, I actually had tried to get into teaching for a while. So I'm a chef by trade, and I started doing, um, uh, like, chefs, uh, not apprenticeship, but there's a little place in Bankstown called the Illawarra, um, what was a hospitality school, and it was in Bankstown. And I thought, I'll go there and I'll teach, you know, like it was like a TAFE. And I, I went there, and, and this was it was a school, and they were charging, like, thousands for these Indian students to come over. And I said, okay, I got the gig. And I said, all right, where's the teaching kitchens? You know, teaching kitchen's a big bench and it's got a mirror behind you so the kids can see what you're doing and all that. There was no kitchen. I'm like, what do you mean there's no there's, there's no teaching kitchen? <laughs> there's, there's there would have been two or three hundred kids there and they're all paying like probably 10, 20 grand a year. And they said, no, no, what we've done is we've taken over the uh, the local bowling club and we're going to do it there. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I, okay, rightio, well, let's go have a look at the local bowling club. And they said, well, actually, you, your first class starts now. Go down to the bowling club. So I went down to the bowling club. Not only was it was just a bowling club, a shitty little, you know, like one little fryer kind of bistro thing. There was mm. 20 or 30 little Indian students there. Well, not little, they were adults. But we were supposed to do lunch. Like, the bowling yeah. club was open. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> slave labour. It was slave labour. And I was chatting to these guys. Teaching is, you know, that, that I saw a long time ago was that. <laughs> I mean, everybody talks about how important a fabulous teacher is. I mean, <laughs> you know yourself. Yeah, if yeah. you go back, some teachers have got it, and you mm. relate to them. Yeah, and we've spoken about. Yeah, yeah that yeah, sure. it, it just and because the system, um, in order to be promoted in the system, you get promoted out of teaching. That's the stupid yeah, thing about right, it. You do. The better, the the more you go along. So if you get what used to be called your list, mm. right? So you got a list one or a list two, et cetera, and ultimately that gave you seniority. And of course, you ended up as a deputy and then a headmaster. And of course, if you're the deputy or the headmaster, what do you do? You ad- you administer the school. Yeah. But you don't teach. Mm. So if you wanted to be, if you were a, a good teacher or a passionate teacher you could go a certain distance but couldn't stay. If you wanted to go further, field, you, had yeah. to, you had to get, had out, to get of out of it, mm. which is, you know... Um, I was listening I, to... Um, always look, I thought it was always a dumb thing. But, yeah, well, mm. the way Finland does it, the, I think the head of the Gonski um, in Australia at the moment, the Gonski Institute, is actually used to be the... Uh, I think he, he, 
it was an interview there on the ABC, and he was the is uh, the head of the uh, United Nations Education Department. But he said, and it was interesting, he was chatting away to them, they said, oh, so you, you've done this and you used to work at Harvard and all that, and he goes, yes, but I wasn't qualified enough to become a primary school teacher in Finland. Like, wow. well, they wouldn't have him, he wasn't smart enough. So in, <laughs> in Finland, you have to be the top of the top to be a teacher. Wow. And, uh, and also... It makes what, sense, though. Oh, but also what they, in Finland, they... They're also super miserable over there. <laughs> you went, yeah. yeah. Didn't you have but, a Finnish girlfriend for a while? Yeah, a little while. Yeah. Is that just the weather or... I think I don't know. I think it's the weather and the, not all they're of just them are all, they just they just look at. It's they're probably not all. It's a beautiful place. On the inside. Yeah, it's nice. <clears throat> but their education system is the best in the world. And what they do, they don't teach very much at all. They do like three or four hours a day. They have breaks in between. Mm. The teachers get to have a coffee after. Mm. They relax the whole thing and this whole pressure, pressure, pressure. Mm. Um, they don't do it there, and they try and let the kids enjoy learning. And then it was. Back in the late noughties or something, there was actually a European test on the you know the best educated kids, and they didn't think they'd come anywhere, and they came top. In fact, they're the best in the world. It right? makes sense when you enjoy something, you you yeah, more you passionate excel, about yeah. it, you get in that flow, learning. and yeah, yeah. Have you seen Michael Moore's? Michael Moore, one of his, you know, the show. The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only for Columbine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he did one about uh, where he compared the American buddies school system in. Finland, for example, oh, he? Because, yeah, yeah. and he interviews these bloody kids and, you know, what about homework? Well, we don't have homework, the idea of, no, no, no yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't have it. And anyway, um, <clears throat> but the Finns, arguably one of the reasons the Finns are bloody miserable is they've, historically, they've always been stuck between... Russia. <laughs> they were Russia on one side yeah. and, and, the, and the Swedes and the Norwegians on the other, you see. They were, yeah. And so, you know, like a lot of those mm. small nations, they probably got really... They got on. caught in the middle of a lot. Yeah. We got fucked mm. over. When I went there... <laughs> they, like, like Poles, the, the, the classic. I mean, the poor Poles, you know, they've been bloody... Yeah, they do seem miserable. Yeah, they've been overrun more times. they got good berries. What about though? the Swiss, though? They're surrounded, but... Yeah, but they had to sell out to everyone. They had the bankers. They, <laughs> yeah. They wanted money for all these They're neutral. Well, they were smart enough to do that. But the other thing the Swiss did <laughs> historically was um, they had an astoundingly effective bloody military yeah. force. <clears throat> the Swiss... I mean, it's, it's no surprise that the bloody... The, the traditional guards in the Vatican, the Swiss guards... Mm, yeah. And mercenaries or something. They very much so. What do they call? They were called Lanzfeuer or something like that. And they yeah. they were the heavy duty bloody uh, mercenaries that, that got hired out to European wars all over the place. For now, yeah. the, the bloody Swiss bastards. So it's not worth. It's only mountains. <coughs> not worth invading, really, is it? Well, yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> Too much hassle. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> mountains. France has got champagne at least. You want yeah. <laughs> it's all flat. Yeah. Flat. flat yeah. Frog legs. Hmm. So, what are some of the issues in our <coughs> in our legal profession or in our, our justice Ugh. system, as it's supposed to be called? Um, well, probably the hot thing at the moment <coughs> that people are talking about is that I'm just today. Then that, that trial in Sydney, there's the uh, hung jury again. Then that's okay. okay. <coughs> yeah. This is this uh, the young swimming coaches. You know, the jury came out and acquitted him of five counts, but then, then they. Couldn't make any decision about there was another twenty six or something like that, and they they couldn't. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now that's three uh, because you know they had, we had the one in the Debellant trial that was the hung the hung jury. Oh, it was two. <coughs> yeah, yeah. And then we, we've had the bloody uh, <coughs> the 
Parramatta buddy uh, Haynes, the trial oh, in Newcastle. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That was a hung jury. And hung, hung juries are unusual. What it, is, and so it's, not, it's like the American system where it has to be unanimous <coughs> or can it be just no. one vote over? Yeah. Um, it used to have to be unanimous yep. and then they brought in what was called majority verdict. Okay. okay. But, but that really means it can be 11-1. <coughs> and it was designed to, to try to stop uh, just the one person who was just going to be difficult. They're just going to be uh, yeah. refusing to buddy come to a view in there where every, everybody else was you know, all one way. <coughs> um, so uh, what that means is that on those juries, at least there were two people, that would be two out of the 12, yeah. who were going to say no, whether it's for or again, whatever mm. it was, for conviction or for acquittal, we don't know. Yep. And you're not allowed to know. It's an offence. Oh, OK. Yeah. <coughs> it's an offence to inquire of a juror. Um, you, know, you can't go and ask anything about jurors. You can't know anything about them, you know. And that's juxtaposed versus the American <coughs> system, whereas they yeah. know everything about the jurors. And In, they even interviewed them after the, after the fact as well, don't but, they? But the, oh, very much so. And, I mean, the, uh, I mean you, know, you go back to the bloody O.J. Simpson trial. I mean, oh, yeah. Look, yeah, well, look at that, you know. Um, yeah. and, and, of course, they, they would come out and talk about it. And then here, I mean, our system's entirely different. Um, here, jurors are anonymous. Um, in America, the you know, you know who, who's on the jury. Um, if you've got money, you can get inquiries made about them so you know, you try to... And, of course, you can challenge them. In Australia, New South Wales, certainly... Um, you can only challenge three jurors. Um, Defence can challenge three. The Crown can challenge three. Um, but you know nothing about them. You don't know a name. They're given a number. They're called randomly. Yep. So, you know, it's a... Mm. It'd be an element of mm. safety, for obviously, here, but imagine being in the States and everyone just knows who you are. Yeah, You're getting oh, threatened. Yeah, that's and right. Bloody paid well, off. Well, you, oh, I mean, you could imagine being in a bloody jury in a high-profile case in America now. For example, anything that had any political overtones. Mm. Oh, for sure. When you look at you know, how Trump has generated the uh, this tribalism, and you know he's thrived on creating divisions in society, mm. so yeah. that you know, you, uh, yeah, could you imagine being a juror on a, on a case like that where you think, what is it? 350 million Americans mm. and 400 million guns. Is that right? Uh, more, 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 <laughs> That'd be the most in the world. Because you need that many. More yeah, gu- you need that many guns. Just in case the government Ab- fucks you. Ab- <laughs> abs- absolutely, absolutely. Everybody knows the, the, the government's your enemy. And yeah, yeah, big businesses. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is it? That, what did they say? A well right. The right to bear arms of a well-regulated militia, I think, is in fact what the Constitution says. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. say everybody. It says yeah. a, a well-regulated militia. But, yeah. of course, anyway. but there was a few of them running around the last few months over there as well. <coughs> that looked pretty hairy. In <laughs> Michigan, that's exactly where they go in. I mean, you know, they they go into the bloody state capital, you know, effectively their parliament house there, and they parade around in bloody camo gear yeah. with bloody and their their heavy-duty weapons. I mean, they have. You know, um, open right to bear it. And I've, 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 you see them on bloody TV. Yeah. They will go down, they'll oh, get yeah. dressed in the full camo gear with bloody, you know, the, um, bullets bloody all over them, a massive 
bloody uh, assault rifles and they'll go parading through a supermarket just to bloody yeah, the right make a point. Open yeah. carry or something, is it That's exactly yeah. right. That's disgusting. That's, no, yeah, that is disgusting. That forces everyone else to be on the back foot. That's yeah. exactly it. can shoot yeah. you. Yeah. That's ex- just to freak people out, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, of course, you know, what's, what's your problem? I've got the right here, you know. And mm. course, yeah. Instigation. You've got to do what the Irish did, you know. They, they had... Yeah, I wish David was on here talk about it. But you bury your guns. You know, once, mm. once everything's settled, let's say the IRA still want to have the possibility to bring them out, but you don't leave them in society. Yeah. You can't have it, man. Nah. So, um, you certainly bury me for the, the IRA. That's yeah, you certainly <laughs> oil them up, though. <laughs> You've seen that film called The Guard? Oh, that's classic. That, oh, that guard that, is fantastic. That, geez, I, I love that bloody you film. I, oh, know, I haven't seen it, though. He's a great cop. Oh, <laughs> you know, this, if you, have, you, have you got a chance to see a film, yeah. film called The Guard? And uh, there's one bit there where he... he <laughs> this local kid, bloody, digs up. He's, he's found the bloody IRA case, you see. So, of course, <laughs> he's got to give a hand. The cop has got to hand it over to the IRA, but he, he keeps a little derringer, which has becomes a, a crucial part, yeah, of, part of, the of, of the plot later on. Yeah, right. If you've got a chance to see it, it's a great Yeah, movie. yeah. yeah the, the first act of the movie, I think, there's a car crash, and he pulls over, and he's kind of the big fellow, <laughs> and there's no-one else around. He goes through, like, someone's died, obviously, and he goes through the wallet, and they've got a tab of acid and all these drugs, and he chucks all the cocaine shit away and just takes the acid. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's kind of that, yeah, you yeah, know, like, uh, he's a good guy, but he doesn't play by the rules. No, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. if you get a chance to see it, good film. Yeah, so. sweet. So with the hung juries, what would be the answer, answer then? Get rid of juries or...? <clears throat> um, increasingly, there's been uh, pressure uh, to probably do away with juries. And there's an argument, of course, that in highly technical cases, particularly uh, complicated fraud matters, et cetera, et cetera, mm. that juries um, you know, aren't, aren't, a, be up to speak. <coughs> aren't yeah. appropriate. But um, It's part of our democracy, <coughs> though, isn't it, ab- that we are judged by our peers? Ab- 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 absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, well, I think it's one of the, is, the cornerstones. Is of it true? I think in the States that, that a jury in the States... They can decide that the law, the law is immoral, and they can choose to acquit someone even though they broke that law. Is that uh, the case? <clears throat> oh, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know because because when you're talking about America, you really can't talk about America in the sense that no more than you can talk about the law in Australia yeah, because <clears throat> the various states, uh, our our criminal system, um, other than for Commonwealth offences. They are all state-based offences, you see, so that the law in New South Wales, in terms of some criminal matter, may not be the same as the law in, in Victoria or Queensland. They're, they're often there's a lot of commonality. Yeah. And in America, because you've got so many more states... There's so many more. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But there's... Well, there's no doubt that you can... Um, well, I mean, I think the O.J. Simpson trial is a bloody classic example. I mean, they're, they're passed as guilty of sin, you know. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Everybody knew it. But... <laughs> The you had a jury who decided that they were going to use that as a vehicle to voice protest about the fact, as they saw it, that the uh, the Los Angeles police force had been out of control. Was that just mm. after Rodney, was it yeah. Rodney King, was it? I think yeah. around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, so lost. It was, LA was about to blow up anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. and they've been, you know, there have been riots in bloody in, in the cities over there, you know, and mm. um, I mean, it's a. <clears throat> It's a problem. I mean, yeah. didn't you write a book? Um, if I did it, 
Is that true? That's, if I did it, this is how I would have done it. Yeah. And that, that, that's what he did. Yeah, that's the mother of his kids, <clears throat> Christ. Yeah. Is he going to have any relationship with him? But, and, of course, yeah. the, the family, um, the family of the, the ones who were killed, particularly the, her boyfriend at the time, they took him on civilly because they got... They, made they sure, got under that. <clears throat> oh, sure, they, they got <clears throat> big, huge damages against him, including because any royalties that he earned from that book they bloody oh, they got mm. but of course you know he he ended up getting his bloody cup up of course because he kidnapping was it no what he did was he uh he and some other guys came in and and, and sort of um beat up some blokes in las vegas because they weren't <coughs> knocking off his um memorabilia, memorabilia. that's right yeah because yeah, he said that's you know that's mine sort of stuff you you've got no right to be doing this they got in and of course they they got him and they slammed him for that. He he got ten years. I mean, oh, did he? I didn't realize he got that. Long. Oh no, he got mm-hmm. he got. But you get huge time in America for nothing. <clears throat> America's a classic case of the the um, believing that punishment is the answer. Yeah. How how do they determine um, like sentencing for crime and like what level of sentencing for what level of crime and because you see some things, and they seem a little out of whack. Like I read something about a murder, and um, like I saw the guy got sixteen years, or and I thought, mm. like when I when I watched the the clip of the the clip of what happened, supposedly it didn't seem like a you know like it was long enough. Almost <laughs> like um, I understand you know maybe there was a mental illness or something, but. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just, it's yeah. <coughs> look, hard one to work out. Sen- sentencing is is, is tough. <coughs> um, I mean, the, the uh, a judge is in sentencing has got to take, broadly speaking, two things into account. <coughs> they have to look at what's called the objective seriousness. Okay, they say here's the offence, and <coughs> as a uh, as an outsider, if you look at this objectively, not not taking into account the individual circumstances, um, how serious is the crime, and how bad an example is it, right? <clears throat> so, not I mean, you can't say that all uh, crimes are the same in the sense that, <clears throat> for example, if you're if you're charged with assault, mm. right, uh, <clears throat> an assault can be um, something that doesn't involve actually using any force upon anybody at all. <clears throat> you can assault somebody by threatening them. <clears throat> For example, if I pulled out a gun and pointed a gun at you and the consequences of that was that you were put in fear of your safety, as you would be mm. if I pointed a gun at you, that's an assault. I haven't touched you. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> uh, an assault can be uh, a, a touching of somebody, theoretically. Now, an assault can also be punching somebody. Now, you look at that and say that they're the same charge, but mm. <coughs> that's what I'm saying about what they call objectively serious, yeah. at where on the scale of it is, does it fall, mm. then the other thing a judge has got to do is say, all right, now I've got to look at the individual circumstances, what are called the subjective circumstances of the person who did it. <coughs> yeah. Are they young? Have they got some mental illness issue? Have they got some disability, were they provoked, mm. you know, what were the circumstances of it? Those, yeah. uh, anyway, and so that's why you can look at it and say, well, <coughs> why are these two charges? Why have you got 
one for one and a different one. And also apparently, apparently such, you know, such a wide range of outcomes. Mm. <clears throat> and that's why you, know, you never... The reports you get, you know... Um, yeah, missing in, in, a lot of... The, of course they yeah. are. I mean, I've, you know, I've had been in bloody trials in the district court and then read the account of them in the bloody paper and I thought, fuck, I don't recognise yeah. <laughs> any of that, you yeah. know. Or they'll, they'll, because they'll, they'll pick up on one line, maybe, yeah. one line of evidence which might have some quality, slightly sensational quality about it, but it's got no significance in the trial, yeah. you see. Mm. You know, so you've always got to be careful. Mm. With them. Do you, you think patients. politics gets involved in, in Australia so much? I was, I was thinking specifically... Back as a while ago, the case, Bilal's case, was it? The, the grooming, you know, the nasty pieces of work. But they got 80 or 90 years, which is more than well. Yeah, they got, they got um, I think it was Judge Price gave them 55 years. Each, and they were, some of them were only still in their teens at that stage. Um, that seemed, <coughs> yeah, it seemed a major uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, they they got that uh, reduced on appeal. The, the sentences were still about thirty six years or something. <coughs> they were big, big, heavy laggings they got um, mm. because it was uh, it was bad stuff. Yeah, it was definitely. I'm not saying it wasn't bad. No, it was no. I'm just saying maybe murder. There's been violent murders that have gotten less, a lot less <coughs> time than that. Yes, Although, true, true. I mean, but. but um, you know, a hell of a lot of murders um, are an assault gone wrong, mm. or oh, argue, okay, yeah. or possibly, yeah. or an assault gone right. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, a little too right. <laughs> very, very, very few. We don't have a concept of what's called premeditation. Yeah, premeditated murder. Yeah, in America, oh, you, you, no, you hear about it in America they'll murder one or murder yeah. two yeah, or yeah, whatever, for sure. whether you planned or exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, mur- murder here is uh, you know is just one definition of yeah. of murder. So you can have a whole lot of different. Yeah, you know, oh, that's <clears> interesting. I mean, you know, I'm. Uh, what do you think about that, though? Like, if I sit down and I plan this thing for weeks and I execute it and it pulls off and I get caught, and that's the same as someone just getting in a pub fight? That come down no, to... No, no, no. In those circumstances, the likelihood is um, that the sentence you got would be significantly greater. Okay. To reflect yeah. that fact. That's, that's where the... That this, goes this, back to that scaling <laughs> type thing. Yeah. This, this idea of how objectively serious is it. Mm. I mean, is is this a matter where... You know, it got involved in in a fight and took it too far, and really should have stopped or whatever. Um, you know that that, or is it somebody who's gone out as a professional bloody, you know, an assassination? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you can never you, you can never make a decision about <coughs> from from an outsider's point of view. You can't look at it and say, oh, well, how come you know, this person should have got that? Well, who knows? You know, mm. You just, you just don't know the individual. You don't have all the facts and circumstances yeah. behind it, yeah. I think we've got to take a Technical toilet break. Oh, so we will be back in about five minutes, guys. All right. We'll catch up with it. That's right. What I'll do, I'll just start. Um... Okay. Okay. And we're back. Thanks for the uh, the wee break. We're all, we're all sorted now. <laughs> yeah, we're back to it with Mr. Jeffrey David. Yep. This is going great, by the way. 
think everyone's finding it really informative. Mm. So um, we were just about to ask um, if a client comes to see you and they, uh, you, you suspect they're guilty or you believe they're guilty. Mm. Um, Whether you can ask them would as you such. Ask them? Yeah. It, you don't. Um, it's a question that I get asked a lot. I mean, there's a there's a there's a mistaken belief that um, you can act for somebody um, and try to get them off, even though they've told you they're guilty. <clears throat> now, uh, ethically, you can't do it mm-hmm. because lawyers have got two roles: one, they represent the client, but they are also what's called an officer of the court, and <clears throat> you have privileges that you've got certain rights in the court. But they, but if you abuse that um, by, for example, um, uh, assisting a person to mislead the court, then very serious consequences. You can get struck off for that. You can, be, you can get what they call in America disbarred. Yeah. It very rarely happens. Um, I've, I've, my practice has always been um, to say to the client, look, uh, in a lot of cases... <coughs> Um, I don't at this stage. I don't particularly need for you to tell me your version. Why? <clears throat> because you're innocent, and there's a presumption of innocence. Mm. And I'm proceeding on the assumption that the, that there's a presumption of innocence here. <clears throat> and unless and until I've seen the, the prosecution case, and I and uh, that case, if it's accepted, establishes an offence is committed, um, I don't need to get your version. Now, that's not always... Okay, the ca- fair enough, yeah. It's not always the case. Is, but that, is that how most people look at it, or is that the way you've figured out how you uh, want uh, to do it? That's the way I've tended to do it, yeah. okay? Because what you've got to remember is um, if a client tells you something, they can't untell you, Yeah. yeah. right? Yep. And I've been doing it a long time and I've only ever had one specific occasion when a client told me that they were guilty but they were wanting to defend it. Now, and in that particular case, it, it involved a, 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 not a particularly serious, a, a driving matter, a traffic matter. And this bloke was giving me this account of that and I was sort of testing him, okay, about that. And, of course... As I asked him a few questions along the way about that, he you know, let it out, didn't you? no, his well, his version was unraveling because I was asking <laughs> asking <laughs> yeah. a few pertinent questions, and he and he said, oh yeah, listen, I, I, that, that's not a try. I really did it, but I'm going to say it didn't. <laughs> and I said, well, fine, but I I can't really act for you meaningfully because mm. um, I could not then call him to give evidence or ask a question which suggested that he was not guilty because yep. I'd be misleading the court. Yeah. yeah, so you've got to play right around the edge. And so what I what I said to him was, I can still appear for you, and but I can't do it meaningfully for you because I can't ask any questions which suggest that the account that's been given is not the an accurate account. Yeah. Oh, okay, he says, and so he went elsewhere. And no doubt when he's got his next lawyer acting for him... Didn't say so much. He didn't make the mistake of saying, oh, by no. the way, I did it. <laughs> but the idea that you go in and uh, tell, your, tell your lawyer, yeah, listen, I, I did it, but we're going to cook up, a, how, how, you know, help me cook up a defence. Yeah. <laughs> I only ever had that happen to me once, and it was through ignorance. Many years ago, 
I had a matter and uh, <coughs> I was acting for a, a local family um, who were um, had uh, so they were fishermen, right? Huh? Yeah, and. Uh, <coughs> They had some cousins who were from uh, overseas who'd come into the country fairly recently who were working for them <laughs> and they'd gone and had a, there was a, they had a neighbour that they bloody had a blue with there. The neighbour was a bloody... was a bit of a prick and <clears throat> they got in a bloody blue and these boys went in and gave them a flogging, you see. <clears throat> so they were charged. <clears throat> I'm acting for them and I'm trying to talk about what's going on. I had to do it through an interpreter. <clears throat> OK. Yeah, OK, and... Uh, um, I won't tell you the language because that might identify who the family are if I start talking about a, a family of a fishing family of a certain ethnicity. After people will look at me and say, "Oh, I know who they are," <clears throat> and uh, so I'm asking him through this interpreter. You know, well, ask them what about this, and what about that, and there was clearly a level of confusion. You know, and in the end, I said to the interpreter, "What? What's? What, where's the confusion?" And they said, "She said to me, look." They don't understand why you're asking them about these things. I said, why? And they said, well, because where they come from, their expectation is that they go to their lawyer and their lawyer will say, this is the case against you now, this is what you need to say, OK? Oh, they, okay re- yeah. they were expecting me to word them up about what their evidence yeah. was going to be. And the fact that I was asking them what it was going was... A source of considerable confusion. Yeah, they uh, wanted you to tell them. That's why they were paying <coughs> you. They, yeah, and and th- that was a, that was a cultural thing. You see, when you came from, and I had to say, well, no, you need to explain to them. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it doesn't go that way. It, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work that way. So, but <clears throat> it it really just doesn't happen. You know, you, people don't go in and say, oh well, <clears throat> I'm guilty. Oh, I know you're guilty, but we're going to cook up a. Yeah, co- I was listening to a, an interview. On the ABC again with the lawyer that defended, um, uh, what's his name, the serial killer down at um, Malat, Malat, Ivan Malat, oh, yeah. and he was discussing quite, you know, um, quite proudly about the defence they put up for Malat, and it was good. It was good for justice, which it probably was. That was you a- know. Andrew Bow. Was it? Yeah, Andrew <clears throat> Bow. Now he must have been pretty. Sh- Sure, surely that Malat was guilty. There's some pretty big evidence <coughs> against them. Look, a lot, a lot of the times, um, <clears throat> you have in your own mind a belief about the guilt or innocence of your client. Okay, okay yeah. but your client is entitled to a presumption of innocence. Yeah, and they're entitled to require the the state to prove the case. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if if you think about it, it's an astoundingly unequal battle. You've got all all of the power and forces of the state, okay? Yep. Uh, and if if a person can't um, have advantage, take advantage of a presumption of innocence, then Everyone, what do they have? Yeah, yeah. that's right. But and I, I mean, I think what's happened increasingly um, in our society is there's a presumption that if you're charged, you're guilty. You're guilty. Mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And very, very. Um, you know, you have a look at the number of times that there are a report of somebody who might be acquitted, right? Huh? And the tone of the report is they got away with it. Yeah. yeah. Not not that they were innocent, innocent. Yeah. yeah. but they got away with it, okay? <laughs> Interestingly, in Scotland, they have a uh, thing called not 
proven, or as they pronounce it, not proven. In other words, the jury uh, can say, we have a strong suspicion that the person's guilty, but it's not been proven. And they can return a verdict. It's not an acquittal. It's just not... not And would that give them the... The state recourse to have another go? No, 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 no. It, no, it, 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 no, it still means no. That's, that's, it's, it's no different to an, and the outcome is no different to an acquittal in that sense. Um, the results the same. The person is yep. is released, mm. but it's not a straight acquittal. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm seeing a joke over there about the <coughs> the bloke in Scotland on in trial for bloody um, stealing his neighbour's sheep, and so <coughs> when the jury came in, they <coughs> said. Well, he's 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 not not guilty, but only on the basis that he gives the sheep back. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and what about so we, our our system is an English from English place, isn't it? So yep. we have two uh, opposing forces; those who are trying to prove the guilt and those trying to prove the innocence, mm-hmm. and they have a go. Yep. And then there's a mediator in the middle who makes a decision based on <clears> whether it's a jury or a judge. What about the French system? Yeah, the, well, do you think that might work a, a, a bit better? Which the, is the, the French? The French have what's called the continental system. Okay, and, it's, and, and, yeah, it's, um, and essentially, a, a lot of European countries have it, where um, the uh, magistrates over there they call them magistrates have an inquisitorial role. <clears throat> Here, um, you have got two sides. That is, you've got the prosecution. And that's you know, a state instrumentality, the DPP, the Crown, that's called, <coughs> the police. They gather the evidence, they bring it, and they have the burden of proving it. And then yep. the defence, <coughs> and then you have an independent judge in the middle, if it's a judge alone or a magistrate alone trial or a judge and jury. They're the judges of the fact and the law. In the continental system, in fact, the magistrate has an inquisitorial role. They can ask yep. questions, okay? Um, so it's entirely different. Entirely I think different. that might be a bit fairer, though, where they're actually trying <coughs> to get to the truth of what actually happened at this event. Um, can we handle the truth? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and truth. Uh, Is there ever a truth, though? Answers. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Ever a truth, though. That's the that's it. That that's exactly right. Um, Just thought of Jack Nicholson then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the truth you can handle. Yeah, that's it. It'll be going in the clip. But that's the idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen, that, <clears throat> by all by all means, <clears throat> that bloody that film, film comes on, and of course. I've just got to wait for that bloody that, that scene. You know, just, yeah. I don't know how many times I've seen it over the years. My bloody wife gets a shit with me. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty powerful scene, though. Oh. Like, I know nothing about law and I'm yeah. like, wow. But I think no-one knows anything about law apart from no, lawyers. lawyers yeah. you know, well, don't like lawyers in Australia are solicitors, isn't it? It's no, no I mean, lawyers are a generic term, yeah. Yeah, the general term. <clears throat> They're in Australia... Most states we have a, what's called a split profession. You've got solicitors and barristers, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the vast majority of solicitors um, don't do uh, court work. They they might do transactional work. They might do estate work. You know, they assist people buying and selling property, organising their you know, financial affairs, their estate, etc. Um, <clears throat> but 
and most and barristers most generally do nothing but court work. So historic. Why, why did that happen? Why, why the split? Um, it, it's largely inherited from the common law system over there <coughs> because um, they used to have what were called inns of court in in Britain, um, and so what you had was you had the court, and in fact the original court used to travel around. Okay, so you didn't have a court in town at any given time. And there would be a travelling judge um, and they would they used to be called the assizes so that when the, the mag- magistrate or judge was in town, then they would have the trials or whatever that were there. But the rest of the time there was often no, no trial. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> in fact, one of the... We were talking about assault before. One of the earliest cases in... in uh, in, Eng- in the English law, is a bloke was convicted of an assault when because he put his hand on his sword, okay, oh. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> effectively, if the judges weren't in town, in other words, if the court wasn't here at the moment, you'd be for the chop. Put yeah. his hand on his sword and basically he said, if the assizes weren't here now, mm. the bloke made a complaint and that he was in fact convicted of an assault and that's probably one of the earliest cases where of an assault when there was no touching. Yeah. But it was the mere threat. Yeah. yeah. And, and not only the threat, but the ability to carry out the threat. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Well, I mean can that go too far, like, <coughs> in our some, society yeah, now, well, where everyone gets offended by what what is an assault? Surely, if you've got a weak disposition, mm. surely looking at you funny can be assault in that case. Well, you know? I mean, look, look at the explosion of AVOs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was... I know that there was uh, there was a... a case a few years ago out at Albion Park and there was one street right out, and I think there were 23 or 24 cross AVOs <laughs> every on one street every everybody everybody in the bloody street had a well yeah. oh, you did it in, in a, on, <laughs> we love our park fans of course yeah. guys. My, I I, I said it in, almost in jest some time ago. Listen, the simplest thing to do when you're born, you just get an AVO. You get an AVO against the world. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Nobody's allowed to <laughs> assault, molest, harass, or interfere with me. Right? Out. They're not. Yeah. A, okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but it's a slippery. I, it I think it kind of diminishes because there are people there that bloody need AVOs. Yeah, there's definitely. Some people yeah. in real yeah. trouble, and you know, there's the yeah. amount of murders that happen, <coughs> domestic violent murders that happen. They need AVOs, and if everyone gets them as a matter of proceedings to maybe win my mm. court date, if I get an AVO against this person, yep. maybe it'll help <coughs> me in court. Is yeah. that a case? That very much, very much so. And the, and the problem is that um, the genuine ones. You know, the the worthwhile ones yeah. tend to get lost in the wash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if the in Wollongong, for example, the AVO listed is on a Thursday. If you go in there, <clears throat> um, so many of those matters are just bloody shit. You know, um, not serious <clears throat> at all. Well, and of course, police inevitably get a bit of cynical about them, right? Uh, because they're thinking, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> Courts can very easily fall into a fairly cynical, blasé, you know, approach. And, of course, the danger is then that the, the serious ones... Are missed. Yeah. Yeah. Missed, or, or they don't get treated with the seriousness. Yeah. But, I mean, 
there's this magic idea that um, if you get an AVO, it's going to give you protection. Yeah. Listen, if somebody's if someone's boss is prepared mm. to do something... They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Mm. And standing and waving a bit of paper in their face and saying, you can't do that because I've got an AVO. Yeah. Oh, shit, I won't do it then, you know. <laughs> yeah. you know? By the time they've gotten to that point, <clears throat> that, cameras aren't going to stop. No, them. no, yeah. no that, 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 you need that, a rock. That, that's right, I mean, mm. or if you're in America. You know. <laughs> yeah. In the salt rifles. <laughs> 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 bullets don't or get some bear arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But unfortunately <laughs> over there, the assaulter can actually get a bigger gun that, anyway. So. Yeah. But they, they believe in the myth that, you know, the only th- way to deal with a bad man with a gun is to be a good man with a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm sure. What's the statistics of people actually being in the line of fire and then shooting back at the the gunman? You know, like wouldn't you be just shitting yourself and mm. gosh, yeah, cover, even you know, like even soldiers they, don't shoot. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot of them like, don't. Yeah. Well, in Vietnam, I think it was one in ten actually shot at the yeah. enemy. Most of them just didn't want to do it. Who no. wants to kill someone? It's hard enough killing mm. an animal. You know? Yeah. Well, um, yes, and the, and the chances are. Of you <laughs> using a weapon effectively, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying, I remember, yeah. yeah you, you you saw the films about the the Wild West, you know, the, the classic, the gunfighter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they both whip out their bloody gun. Yeah. <laughs> There's an account of classically blokes in a in a saloon, a pub, no doubt, pissed because you know they're heavy drinkers, playing cards. Yeah. <clears throat> The, the classic scene in the yeah, movie, they stand ac- up, ac- 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 accusing him of, sho- of cheating, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Tempers flare. Guy jumps up, pulls out his gun, righto, and he starts firing at the guy across the table. And the guys across the table are probably out of six or eight feet away, but he missed him <laughs> seven bullets. No, and, and in the meantime, the other guy pulls his gun out of his pocket, because a hell of a lot of them didn't carry it in bloody holsters. They were, he dragged his bloody gun out of his pocket, OK, <laughs> because he was because he, he, he was he had that magic thing, he was calm, and he just went yeah. bang and shot him, you know. Yeah. And a hell of a lot of those guns in those days were astoundingly inaccurate. They were bent barrels or something? Or because it was, it was often difficult to get the proper size ammunition, yeah, OK? Yeah. So, so the fact that you might have a forty five. Didn't necessarily mean the calibre of the bloody <laughs> shell that when he was forty-five, yeah. it might have been a forty-four. It might have been something. So it, after I'm to rattle, <laughs> it had rattled down the exactly. barrel, all the bloody guns would blow up. You know, I mean, anyway, and and yeah, you know, this idea of whipping the bloody guns out. I mean, that Colt dragoon pistol that they used, that that thing was about you know probably about a foot long, and I think they weighed about six or seven pounds. Yeah, right, eh? That's right. Pick pick yeah. pick up a house brick. Yeah, Pick up a house brick and buddy, yeah. and then <coughs> try to cock the thing. Yeah. And I'll shoot you in the leg, but yeah. 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 I love how honourable they try and make the old days. Like, like you watch a lot of the cowboy movies too. They go out in the street, draw, as if that shit ever happened. Mm-hmm. Or you watch like a medieval times, and everyone was really noble when they died. And like, come on, I never showed the truth. That's one thing that freaked me out. Oh. Uh, well, actually, if we're going, I'll start with the uh, the cowboy movies. Sam Peckinpah, if you've seen, ever seen any of his films, he did one called Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid that had Bob Dylan in it. And that was as close, I think, to what the, the Wild West might have been. And yeah. there's, a, there's a draw where they back-to-back and they walk 10 paces and they're going to turn and shoot. And, the, and one guy's honourable and he walks 10 paces and the other guy turned around on Bond. one. 
<laughs> you yeah. know, it's like bang. Yeah. Like, the, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I have to say it's one of the. I think it's the best cowboy movie ever made and one of the best movies ever made. Yes. It's Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Have you seen The Wild Bunch, Pick, Pick and Par Dead? <coughs> I haven't, oh, no. Yeah. See, that, that that caused a huge amount of bloody controversy. He was because, a wild <coughs> alcoholic guy, wasn't he? <coughs> because of, of the, the level of violence towards the end of it. It's 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 a, it's a good film. Yeah. yeah but was that the yeah. one done... After the Seven Samurai, like was a, a no, take on that. <coughs> no, that, that's uh, the Magnificent Seven. Oh, okay, yeah. That's based on Kurosawa's buddy, the Seven, yeah. the Seven Samurai. Yeah, but, so uh, it's the Wild Bunch. <coughs> I haven't seen it. The yeah. Wild Bunch, or he did another one called Bring Me the Head of uh, oh, oh. Someone Garcia. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Anyway. He was, he was that's a, a pretty cool name for a movie. He did this yeah, one called yeah. The Iron Cross, a World War Two movie, and oh yeah. my god, it was brutal. Nazi. And one scene is, oh yeah, well just the tank battles. He actually got real tanks and and did like a. I like I like movies with long shots. You know, I think they're really cleverly done. Long this, takes. Long take. This yeah. this bang, <clears throat> tank battle probably goes for. 15, you seen 1917 yet? No, no, I haven't seen yeah. 1917. Have you seen 1917? No. It's, it's, it looks like it's one shot. Yeah, they, they, they say that, yeah. Yeah, but <coughs> they broke it up into like maybe 10 different shots, hid, it, hit the cut, hid the cuts in doorways and stuff, but there's a, it's got uh, an edge to it. There's a, there's a film, um, Stanley Kubrick's film, black and white film called Paths of Glory, oh. <coughs> based on um, uh, the First World War, <coughs> where... The uh, a French division um, failed to take the objective that they were um, directed to take, <clears throat> and as often was the day, but even back in then, okay, back in nineteen fifteen or sixteen or so, they said that the the whole <clears throat> um, lot of them were done it because they were cowards, and so they chose lots, and what they did was they had. And, and they were going to be made examples of, and because they mm. just picked these random guys out and to execute them. Jeez. And Kurt Bogart was the uh, not, uh, uh, Kurt Douglas was the yeah. uh, he was appointed to defend them. What was his Colonel Dax? His name was. But there's a shot in that, and it's it's this long, 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 long single shot. Yeah, that it was shot in. There's something about it that, so that makes like yeah. yeah. It makes you feel uneasy <coughs> yeah. when it's just the same take. For yeah, yeah. I, I can't help but start thinking of, of how good the cinematography yeah. is when they do that. How I are know. they pulling this off? You watch that 1917, yeah. you'll be blown away. Yeah. Because it make you feel like you're watching it like, like real through time. your eyes <laughs> yeah. in real time, yeah. But yeah, when, um, when they're like cut, 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 you cut, know, cut, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it takes yeah, that reality away. Well, that's a classic with the kung fu movies when, the, like, especially Hollywood tries to do kung fu, yeah. and it's like a million shots mm. in one. So you can't see anything. There's yeah. no skill going on. It's yeah. all fake. The, the, my favorite long shot was a. Uh, there's an awesome Wells movie called A Touch of Evil, and in the first shot is about 15 minutes, mm. and it's following this this huge Cadillac through this Mexican town. And yeah. it's a classic shot, but I was watching an interview of Orson Welles, and they had to shoot this bloody shot three times. <laughs> and he is out of film because at the end of this long shot, they go to this boom gate to get into the States, and there's a cop there, and he's supposed to ask for their passports or something. And it kept on fucking up. Oh, he only man. had two words to say, and he'd always go out of time and put his hands up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> rather than just play along. And it got yeah. to the end of the night, and the night was almost, it was almost dawn. And like, the last tight thing, man. Just shut up. <laughs> just keep, keep in character at least. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. Mm. 
At uh, Orson Welles, have you seen Citizen Kane? Oh, the opening <laughs> shot in Citizen Kane. Yeah. yeah, but also the shot where the it's it's a rainy night and the camera's up there and it's um, apparently looking down the rain falling on this glass ceiling and the camera comes down and without a word of a lie it goes through that glass yeah. inside, you know. Yeah, that and was incredible. Wasn't it? That was done in 1939. Mm, yep. He was. A, he actually was a genius. Like I was, I was thinking of my favourite people of the 20th century, and he's got to be in the top five. Orson Welles. He was, um, you've got to check him out. He was yeah. an amazing man. But he, uh, yeah. Anyway, he, he. It was all done with hydraulics and stuff, wasn't it? So the, the glass would open up as the camera's in the right yeah. spot, so you couldn't tell. Yeah, it looked as though the camera went through that. But he, he made that film, wrote and directed and starred in it when he was about 24. Wow. Wow. Oh yeah. He landed in Ireland when he was like 18 or something and walked to the Royal Irish Shakespeare Theatre Company and because there was no internet, obviously, and yeah. bugger all telephone lines mm. back then, he just said he was some famous American actor and bullshitted his way into the lead role. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. um, like uh, Oscar Wilde. Yeah. <clears throat> the story is that Oscar Wilde, um, who, you know, you think you know, Oscar Wilde was famously prosecuted for being gay, Okay, because yeah. you know, and he, and he was jailed, okay. <laughs> jailed for it. Um, what I didn't realise until I was, I was reading just the other day, Oscar Wilde was a huge man physically. He oh, was he, he really? was a big, big, powerful man. Yeah, he wasn't this fat little Flamboy. guy. Flamboyant That's Jager. exactly right at all. <clears throat> and he um, went to Oxford. I think it was Oxford or Cambridge. Okay, and because back in those days, he studied, he, he did Greek. Yeah. And what they used to have to do is for an, their end of year examination, they had a thing called a viva voce, which was um, they had to read a passage out loud in whatever language yeah. they were studying. And of course, <clears throat> um, they were given set texts, radio, so you might have whatever, it didn't matter, it might have been the Odyssey or the Iliad or something in, a, in Greek. And, yeah. you're, you're expe- and they would say, okay, you had to read this passage, so you had to be sufficiently familiar in the language, sufficiently familiar with the passage. And, of course, <clears throat> he's given this bit to read and he starts reading it and, of course, he's doing it in perfect fluent Greek. Uh, and they say, it's clear that he, he's going to brain it. And they say, say, no, no, stop. You can say, it's OK, stop. No, 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 he says, let me go. I want to see how it ends. <laughs> 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 he hadn't read it at all, but he was sitting there. He famously said when he went to New York, um, and he was a celebrity back in those days, and he yeah. arrived in New York, <clears throat> and they went through immigration, through customs, and, and of course they said, do you have anything to declare? And he said, I have nothing to declare but my genius. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him. Yeah. He was very quick. Yeah. Yeah. Irish, Irish <laughs> wit, though, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Turn of phrase. He was probably... Yeah. He, yeah. fa- he, he was famous for his you know, witty sayings. Yeah. And uh, he, he delivered one at a party somewhere and someone said, oh, Oscar, I wish I'd said that. And he said, you will, you will. <laughs> 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 yeah, you'll adopt you'll it. Steal yeah. it. Yeah. 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 You'll steal it. You'll steal it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so, like, um, when you've, you've represented a few criminal types... Um, do you believe well, you mean alleged criminals? Alleged, alleged, alleged of yes. course. Yeah. Um, I've always said that I've been astoundingly fortunate. Many all these many years, I've virtually never acted for anyone who is guilty. Got the lucky Irish there. Mm. But did you ever believe that any of them were evil, or 
like born evil or became? One only. Um, you know, I've acted for some people who've been charged with some, you know, some fairly bad things. Um, some, you know, some some of bloody horrible bloody things. I have some young blokes who stomped a bloke to death up on the bloody bike track many years ago. Bloody, his head was flattened out on the bloody bike track. Oh. <laughs> but there was one <clears throat> female. Um, can't. I can't talk about the case because yeah. as soon as you start to talk about it, yeah. people are likely to know who it is, OK? Um, and in my view, uh, she was evil. Yeah. She was... Uh, as I say, I, th- I think that she was... If, if I had to say... Someone's yeah. <coughs> and I, I, I can remember years after I acted for her in the matter... Um, <coughs> She came back to see me about something else, and as a result of that, <coughs> there was the the the, pro- the, poli- the prosecution have got to give you their brief of evidence. You see, what's called the brief of evidence, their statements, etc. And there were the police had <coughs> carried out all these interviews with all of these blokes who that knew her, yeah. and these guys were bad dudes themselves. I mean, they all had bloody long records. You know, they were mm. in and out of bloody jail. They were not. They were not bloody choir boys. Yeah. And there were about three or four of them. And often they were bloody fairly hard bastards. And the common thing that at some stage in all of their interviews with the police when they were talking about her, they all said, she scares the shit out of me. <laughs> they they yeah. all said... And th- these, weren't, these weren't guys who were bloody shrinking violence. Yeah. They, yeah. It was, and th- they all said... No, she Did you get like a bad vibe off her when you first met her, kind of thing? Yeah, she she was, um, yeah, she was cold. Yeah, <clears throat> um, calculating cold, kind of. Uh, oh, there was a significant level of calculation. So about she's an her. intelligent person. Um, it, it, well, yeah, well, she had a, I don't know what it was, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, but she was, yeah, she, she was a bad, in my view, a bad person. Oh, how did? Over the years, like dealing with so many people, where you said, you know, you've been you've been fortunate and you haven't had to deal with too many. Of them. <laughs> but um, how does it? blind luck. How do you? Does anything of like does it, do you find it burdened you in any way? Like um, carrying that because I know just watching. Um, Obviously, there's an element of like it's meant to make you feel certain ways when you watch things, and but yeah. definitely when you're reading about it, or it, it definitely makes okay. I f- feel like some stuff sits heavy Sticks, on me for yeah. a day yeah. or two. I'm like, well, and your um your family yeah. law work as well. Like, yeah. how, how do you how does a lawyer protect themselves mentally from <laughs> um, what they're dealing with? Look, um, with me, it's it's never been. The, an issue. There, are, there are some cases that, um, you know, they'll, they'll give you more angst, etc., than than others. But that that just varies. Um, but generally speaking, no. And it's you know, probably because I'm just a hard-hearted, self-centred bastard. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I don't care about. I, I don't, I'm, a, I'm a psychopath. I don't care about. That. <laughs> um, I, I always, I've always taken the view that. Um, you can't. You're not doing a good job for your client if you become emotionally invested yeah. in their yeah. <coughs> their matter for you. Because 
if you go to somebody, particularly in a, you know, particularly in an area like family law, yeah. where there's often a lot of emotion, um, <clears throat> if you go to somebody and they just tell you what you want to hear, okay, yeah, listen... He's a you know he's a bastard. He's treated you badly, and we'll we'll get him. Or you know, yeah, yeah, she's a bloody selfish bitch, or whatever, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <clears throat> they will feel good, okay, because they think, oh, this person understands me. They're on my side. But you're not doing the client mm, any justice. good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, you're not. You've and and you know, I mean, I, I will say to my clients, listen, I, I I can understand. You, know, you, you can never understand exactly what someone else is going to do. <laughs> I've got an understanding about that, but um, I don't do you any good. I'm not going to do you any good if I become too emotionally invested in this. I've got to stand back and try and give you some objective yeah. advice and say, well, I know you want to do this, and I know this is all you feel, but it ain't going to happen. Yeah. You, know, you ain't going to get the result. Mm. You know? As yeah, I, that's part of yeah, your yeah. point, like yeah. intellectual, intellectual like logic <laughs> as opposed to emotional... Um, but also getting this this idea of um, that somehow the system is going to work out this like the truth or right yeah. or wrong. <clears throat> the way I, I, you know, <laughs> I've said it at various times. In the long, many years I've been doing this, at no stage has God ever put his mighty hand through the wall of the court <laughs> and said, you're right or you're wrong. <laughs> Never yeah. happened. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not about that. It's a, yeah. a lot of time it's about particularly... In family law, because if you think about it, family law is a um, the court and the, the legal system is trying to disentangle um, what at one stage was a very close emotional relationship between people, two mm. people. Yeah. You're trying to disentangle them, but also <clears throat> it's a legal relationship. Mm. You know, the act of marriage is in fact a legal. You, you, you it's a legal. You're entering into a legal contract, if you like. You know. Recognised by law, yeah. yeah, different to a de facto relationship in that, in that sense. But um, so, so it's a you know it's a highly emotional thing at a time, mm. and you know, it's sometimes very difficult to tell people they don't want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same in crime. You come in and somebody will tell you something, and <coughs> they're going to plead guilty, and you tell them they're going to go to jail. You know, that's a pretty shitty thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a thing to tell someone. <laughs> yeah, you're going to say, yeah. you know, you're, you know, listen, jail's inevitable. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it can happen. I've had, you know, people burst down in tears, you know, because they've come in to sue me for a second opinion, you know, and they've been told, oh, no, no, you'll get a bond for this. You know, you won't get a jail, just get a bond. I mean, I had a, I had a guy who was, I remember clearly many years ago, he... Had embezzled about half a million dollars from his employer, and there was a lot of money back then, mm. a lot of money. Okay, yeah. and <clears throat> he'd come to see me because you know he had another lawyer acting for him who <clears throat> is not worth mentioning. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, uh, he had told him, "I oh, no, no, you'll get, you'll get, you're, you're going to plead guilty, you're guilty of this, but you're going to get a bond." Good. I said, you ain't going to get a bond. Yeah, this is this is a jailable offence, you know, and you're going to do time, you know. He's there with his wife. He and his wife both burst into tears, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wow. So. Be heavy. Do the do the crime though, eh? Well, 
never know situations and circumstances, <laughs> do you, Willie? No, you Let's don't. go back to the scale, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't. Uh, you, because you, well, no one would know the law, would they? Like, no. We all probably break laws every day. The law book. Yeah. yeah. No one would know every law in the country, surely. And what makes... What evidence is there that um, criminalising behaviour <clears throat> changes behaviour? Yeah. Marginal mm-hmm. at best. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've said for a long time, if if criminalising behaviour um, modified the way people behave to any extent, a serious extent, <clears throat> Australia never would have been bloody settled by the English. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you had a social movement at that stage. You had the Industrial Revolution. You had the collapse of the traditional feudal system. You had all these people thrown off the land, okay, yeah. looking, coming to the cities, okay. Um, half the time, you know, crime followed. And, of course, what they did was they criminalised property behaviour offences particularly because, you know, the, the, the people who had the power, okay, stuff. they yeah. had stuff. Mm. And, other people, and, of course, so you had, you know, Heavy penalties for what we would regard as relatively minor crimes, yeah. and making a crime out of an increasing in penalties. I mean, <clears throat> look at America and the bloody, you know, the drugs. Mm. Look, oh yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. the drug laws, mm. Chris. It is. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I, I, my personal view is, I just think that you know, the the notion that you are going to deal with, I think, what's a a, a social That's issue, a problem. Right? yeah, <laughs> definitely, uh, is by criminalising it. I mean, you know, look. Look at America. Have you ever seen the show The Wire? You know? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> sure. Well, as I say, that you know, it's, it ends up being in the drug trade. If you're black and uh, urban black and born in certain places in America, yeah. <clears throat> what's the only game in town? What's the only viable mm. business in town? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's dealing drugs. But you yeah. think that might actually be part... Might, might be the reason. It seems like the United States uh, criminal system or definitely their privately run jail system is now seems to be a new form of slavery where these people now have to, they make genes and they, mm. they're actually making <clears throat> products. So they need, by making, from moving part of the justice system into the capitalist system, doesn't, you know, like if you're in a jail <laughs> and you get money for having prisoners, don't you want more prisoners? You know, like, aren't, aren't you going to try and advocate to have more more people put in jail for misdemeanours? Um, I, I, look, I suppose if you are going to make a profit, if, if, if yeah. you're going to, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I think you've got it happening in America at the moment in their their health system where they can't, they're not coping with the body, with the COVID pandemic yeah. as much as anything because they're because they've got a private hospital system. It's a it's a profit based system, mm. <laughs> so they're simply not. Not geared up. I mean, yeah. like, like Trump. I mean, Trump did away with all, a, a lot of these, um, you know, a, a lot of the protections which were built in there because he said, as a businessman, which they all like, as a businessman, I don't like having all of these resources around being unused. Okay, so we'll do away with them, but yeah. you, you have them there. You have that capacity for when the shit hits the fan, when the pandemic mm. arises. Mm. And of course, when they arose, didn't do anything with it. Yeah, they couldn't even make masks. Well, Australia had problem yeah. making our own masks. They don't want to eat. We get it like, all from China yeah. too, don't we? Yeah, everything's from China, and maybe putting all our eggs in one basket yeah. was the smartest well, thing to do. But, no, in, but in, in America, I mean, it was. Uh, 
I was reading the other day that that Fauci, you know, yeah. he he was forced because he realised um, what was happening with the with the shortage of masks and that they didn't have the PPO equipment, the personal protection equipment for the people in the hospitals who needed yeah. it. <coughs> um, he was forced to say, "Oh, look, masking is in fact not not all that significant." You yeah, don't I remember really that? Yeah. yeah, so they could uh, get the. Mm. So that there mm. wouldn't be a run on the demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, we were Haley and I were talking the other day. We, I had to go to I've got a yearly checkup with a my specialist and all that, and we had to put a mask on. Well, we we're just thinking, shouldn't you always? When you think about it, if you go to see a GP, generally you're mm. sick. Yeah, shouldn't everyone <clears throat> in that bloody office have a mask on? It wouldn't you know, be a bad thing. Yeah. They're all sick anyway. Well, like, Asians do that, don't yeah. they? Yeah, mm. like they're sick. Kind of, they wear a mask. The courtesy thing It makes sense, yeah. though, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think if we're not sick, we should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a bit chaotic. We're all running around in masks now, but that definitely makes but sense. If you a, go to the. I've got friends that are completely anti-mask, especially down in Melbourne. Yeah. they've got their reasons and all that. It's more of a political stance. But I think they're missing, they're completely the missing point. the point. Yeah. Well, I think also the way our future is going is going like China, where it's going to be a 5G, there's cameras everywhere, your facial recognition, there'll be a social score. You know, if you if you jaywalk or you, you, know, you do X amount of things, you won't be able to catch a bus, which is what happens in China. And um, they have a, a social credit score. Now, what's one thing that will stop that happening? Yeah, un, yeah. It's a bloody mask. You know? yeah, like, I tell you, maybe like a socialist revolution. Because <laughs> fuck me, I don't want to live in a place like that, man. Yeah, well, they so, are so smack panda masks. Smack panda masks. Put a panda head on, guys. <laughs> well, the whole thing's gone topsy turvy. Twenty twenty was a wild year. Yeah, it's been. There's been, certainly been some changes. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I'm, I, I suppose I tend to more. More the left end of the spectrum, but then the left end, they left and right just got dissolved under Trump, and I don't know where I am anymore. Mm. You know, some things I think are common sense. Um, seeing they don't exist on yeah, they don't like, exist on either side though. No common sense. Well, maybe maybe it's um, that's smack bang in the middle. It no, might be a good that's thing. That's the panda party. Now we well, it's the panda party where we take every. <laughs> Uh, we'll get Jeff on board. Jeff on board. <laughs> Just take everything as it comes and yeah. have a, roll that idea around your head and say, oh, that's a good idea or a bad idea. You don't have to yeah. uh, oh, hoist it. your mast up and say, I'm going to think Cutler this joints way, and right? a couple of beers on it. Well, <laughs> there's, there's our slogan. Oh, here's the slogan, yes. What is it? Irony Overlord 2020. And Irony Overload 2020. Mm. Oh, yes. yeah, load, yes. Yeah. You couldn't write 2020. It was fun. I like that Margaret and David. Did you see that? The... um. You know, the movie yeah, show sure guys, they did a, a review of 2020, and it was it was quite good. It was a pretty... If it was a movie, it would be a pretty shit movie. It you would know, be, yeah. It oh, wouldn't would make be, any yeah. sense. It started with Bushfellows. There's a super idiotic um, t- TV series that's just started on Stan. Um, God, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called. It's about two Cronulla boys living on the North Shore in 2020, and it just... It just rips off everything that happens in the year and the ideas of, you know, all the all the political movements. It's, it's actually pretty accurate, but it's ridiculous. Oh, it yeah. We'll put a link to I it. I thought it was hilarious. What's this one? Well, yeah, we're talking, um, we've got a family violence, an extended definition. So what is happening? Mm. This sounds mm. a bit dangerous, <clears throat> though, doesn't it? Because there's a lot of family violence going on, um, and there always has been. So is there a problem... How has it well, been extended, the definition of this? Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of debate at the moment about 
<coughs> criminalising what's called uh, coercive and controlling behaviour. Oh, I heard <coughs> that on ABC uh, again, yeah. They've, they've just... Um, it was on the news, I think, tonight that <coughs> in Britain they criminalise what they call controlling and coercive <coughs> behaviour. Um, and uh, they said, OK, between the last year and the year before, the <coughs> statistically twice the number of convictions for it, OK? OK, <coughs> wow. You've got to be careful with, with anything like that. Um, <coughs> Uh, I, I could, I can create a statistical crime wave anywhere in Australia, and all I have to do is I'll open a police station yep. where a police station was not before. <clears throat> Statistically, what will happen will be an area that which was where crimes were apparently were not being detected. Okay, they must have still been committed, presumably, but they were being detected. Will now be detected. They'll go into the system, so what you'll have is effectively flat line before, but suddenly, bang, you've got a spike. So statistically, that's going to be a, a crime wave. Yeah. Now, um, behaviour, if you criminalise behaviour, okay, that is, there's behaviour which is occurring, but we are now going to identify that behaviour as being criminal behaviour, <coughs> then you are going to create a statistical blip and that's effectively what's happening in in the UK because they've yeah. started off suddenly they've got these numbers okay <clears throat> I mean look uh, does it happen yes uh, is it um, is uh, it <coughs> the subject that they how, how would you police that you know mm. <clears throat> um, yeah think think about it this way um, the wife says look <coughs> I couldn't go anywhere without him, and I wasn't allowed to spend money. And he made me account for every bloody cent that I spent. Okay, so I always felt I was, you know, he would say, "Well, what have you spent this money for? Well, you know, where's our money going?" Yeah. <laughs> so she says, "Look at that. That's coercive and controlling behaviour, right?" <clears throat> His version is, "Listen, things were tight. Okay, mm. we were under pressure financially. You know, we were." Meeting the bills was always an issue. It was a source of tension all the time about how we could pay for stuff. Yeah. And so um, I was really conscious. So I'd be saying to her, well, hang on, where's this money going, da-da-da-da-da? So <clears throat> you might have two bits of behaviour there. She's got packages <laughs> from eBay turning up every yeah. day. <laughs> one, of them, one of them identifies that behaviour as coercive and controlling, him trying yeah. to control yeah. how I spend my money and limit my freedom, he's saying, well, hang on, no, I'm concerned about... She, because she's, I, I think her spending's irresponsible, etc., etc. It's just a question of <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. how do you approach it. Mm. <coughs> um, look, there is no doubt that there's behaviour which is, you know, it's like anything, at an end of the spectrum where it becomes bad behaviour. But... Um, I can remember um, under the Family Law Act, they extended the definition of family violence, right, eh? <coughs> to behaviour, which um, they didn't criminalise, but under the Family Law Act, it had to be taken into account, particularly in parenting matters. So that include controlling behaviour, coercive behaviour, etc., you know, the stalking, harassing, etc., etc. Now, <coughs> the consequence of all of that is... 
they said, all right, look, because this is now have an extended definition of family violence and family violence, if, it, if it's present, carries so much weight in a court's decision about parenting matters, who's going to, yeah. where the children are going to live or who's going to be primarily responsible. <clears throat> the consequence of that was, um, I mean, I think they opened a Pandora's box because suddenly you had this um, flood uh, of you know, complaints, mm-hmm. okay, that um, the children should live with me because uh, he, generally it was the allegation by the wife against the husband, he demonstrated family violence. And the court then said, oh, because there's family violence, we've got to give a lot of weight to that, etc., etc." Yeah. And um, one of the reasons you've got the huge delays in the system now is that you've got... What's violence? Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> going to be this clear definition of violence, like, yeah. too. Where's that? Where's the line get drawn there? Well, last the time it's extra weight on the court exactly. system. We can't handle it anyway. No, last time I you know, like... No, no, you, that, you can't. Violence. I mean, the, deli- the delays in the system are horrendous now. Yeah. Um, and they're not getting any better. They're getting, you know, they're not going to get any better. The, the government's never going to bloody spend the money that they well, it's need. A, it's, a, it's a last <coughs> resort, though. Like, it shouldn't... Society should be in a place where we can deal with these things without getting <coughs> to court, though, shouldn't it? Yeah. There should be so, systems in place and family centres. I, I don't know, but maybe... Well, I've, I've long had a solution to this <coughs> because everybody <coughs> obeys the law, right? You only need to have one law. And you know what that is? Everybody be good. Mm. Yeah. If we're a law-abiding citizens, that's... What else? What yeah. else? What else do you need? But it ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, of, of course, you could say to people, "Don't go to court. Be step back and be sensible." But I don't think people realise how much it actually um, costs. What like they're too quick to run. You know, yeah, they'll yeah. split up, and then they're like, "Quick, we'll go to we'll take them to court." Yeah, <clears throat> you know, we'll fight over the kids. At, and it doesn't and work. It's, it's, it's never works very dollars well. quickly and, disappear. Uh, yeah. I, I, I say to my clients, particularly in, in family law, you know, in, in, um, particularly in financial matters, <clears throat> I'll say to them, listen, I'm going to tell you this at the beginning, forget about, forget about percentages, etc., etc. <clears throat> You've got to look at the dollars, okay? And if you get to the point where you are this far apart, okay, then it, it it's an absolute crime for you to have a fight about that because <clears throat> all you are doing in those circumstances, okay, is giving money to greedy, blood-sucking lawyers like me, <laughs> yeah. okay, when you are far better. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, okay, so that... But they don't the think whole, logically. No, the they? ego it's, comes it's into battle, play. It? It's yeah. a power and, thing. And, yeah. and, and, and that's why... Winning, that, losing... That's right, and that's the point I was making before. You are not doing a client any good unless you can step back and say, <coughs> that's a bad decision. Yeah. I understand the way you feel. I understand that you think this is unjust, etc. Okay? It's just the way it is, man. So your advice would be to don't, don't take it to court? Um, for someone break it, like going through a separation or whatever? Um, no. Individualised <coughs> again, eh? My, my advice is always... Um, Avoid court if you can, mm. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Look, um, why would you let a stranger, right, uh, 
That's a judge, yeah. okay? Maybe a highly intelligent, well-educated and experienced stranger, but they're still a stranger. Yeah. Why would you let them make decisions about such fundamental things about mm. your life mm. as to you know, your relationship with your kids or whatever yeah. unless... They're an idiot. Well, no, 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 not at all. But, but there's, there's it, there's a legitimate, yeah, yeah, that's right. If, yeah. if, if there's an alternative, yeah. that, that's why. If you can, if you can, and that cuts both ways. You know, that that's that's really. I mean, I, I in my my practice, I've done a lot of mediation. You see, as well, and, and that's why I say to my clients, listen, any result, any result that you've got that you can work out yourself is always. <coughs> Are you going to be happy with it? No, that's not the question. Okay. Can you live with it? Mm. Yeah. Can you live with it and get on with your life? Absolutely. And, and the main years for the kids, mm. they're 15 before you know it, and then they're off their mates anyway. That's exactly. Yeah. That's so it. this can drag on. How many yeah. years can a family oh. court matter go for? Well, I mean, yeah, you, you can have. I've had cases with the bloody. The, the, court case has gone longer than the bloody marriage, you know. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I should you not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, of course, that's the other thing. So much of the time, they are focusing upon what will be a relatively narrow period in the children's lives. You see. Yeah. And you know, I say to my clients all the time, listen, don't lose sight of the fact that. <coughs> Irrespective of what the two of you do, you're going to be yoked together. You, you remain yeah. yoked together by your kids. Mm, yeah. Okay, you'll be at the twenty first. You'll be <laughs> yeah. at the wedding. That, that's you've got to deal with if them. If you got with the dickhead, well, that's on you. <laughs> that, that's true. That's, yeah. that's true. You know, you were stupid enough to marry him or her, righto, and you were then doubly stupid to have children, righto. Mm-hmm. And then they, the, the clients are saying, "But why are they like that?" And I say. They're like that because that's who they are. Yeah. Don't expect them to be different. Can't make a yeah. change. You yeah. can't. And, yeah. and listen, that, that that doesn't mean that there are not people who are, <clears throat> you know, are going to fight about something. And sometimes you've got no choice. You know? Yeah. But you don't. You don't jump into court unless you have to. No. Yeah. 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 Just seems like a lot of people do. <coughs> that I. I think. I think it's maybe in my I think line we see of work. It, see it on TV though, and you, you yeah. see. I don't know. The only. Court we ever see is is Hollywood. shows on American yeah. Hollywood things. Yeah, you yeah. think it's like this, and my lawyer's going to win for wow. me. Yeah, that's the, be, you know. I'm going to get rich. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get the kids. I'm the best parent ever. Yeah, you realise maybe you're not the best parent. Ever. <laughs> maybe you get the kids and you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now I they get a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Because guess what? You do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. I've I've, yeah. I've said to my clients occasionally, particularly, so you know, some of the, the mothers, I say. Listen, and they talk. Oh, he did. And I say, give him the kids, okay? Bang, 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 bang. Make him realise it's hard the <laughs> the burden that he's bloody yeah. taking yeah. on. You know. Yeah. Um, anyway, and also and then you get the other weekend off. It's actually, you know, it's not a bad <laughs> way to be. I know. You know, like it's, it's okay. yeah. I, I've got week about, and it's pretty fantastic. It's not bad. You're single. Yeah, you go good. That's a good. Good you guys are doing good. Yeah. Well, I've got Haley as a sister. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. If if um, if you can do it, uh, if there's an element of cooperation, uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. But what do kids want? 
I just want their parents, man. Yeah. They do indeed. And, in fact, you know, so often you'll say, but, but, you know, when the kids come with me, they'll say, oh, but, Dad, I want to be here with you and I miss you when you're not here, right here. And then the mother in the same case is saying, they say, oh, Mum, when I'm with Dad, I'm missing you and I, I, I really look forward to coming back to you. And what the kids, what are the kids really saying? Yeah. If, if, we, if, That's we, right. if we had our way... Our parents wouldn't be separated. Yeah. They'd See, be... I got stung with that the other day. My me, me kids, um, he goes, oh, I want mummy and daddy to pick me up from school. Yep. I'm like, oh, well, that ain't going to happen. But, yeah. Yeah. but it's not what kids want. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's I the don't... natural way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they do. Really, um, ultimately. Look, it, it's a, <clears throat> as I say, it's, it's a fraud area. It's a difficult area, you know. And, yeah. Um, and it's a system... That's overworked, you know, overburdened, mm. um, being starved of resources, uh, you know. This idea of uh, merging the two courts together, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it, that's a political stunt, though, isn't it? Is um, that Pauline getting into that? Well, I, I, look, the, the, I, I think philosophically the, the right in Australia, the uh, uh, political... Right in Australia, never liked the Family Law Act, and, and you know, I, I think they've always starved the Family Court of resources. You know, yeah, okay. <clears throat> they haven't been re, haven't been appointing judges for a long time. You know, it's a, so they've got to be seen to be doing something. And anyway, they they're pushing it through. I mean, is it actually going to happen? Is it? <clears throat> I, I think I think it'll happen. I was at a Family Law conference in Brisbane. And, a couple of years ago, the National Family Law Conference and <clears throat> Porter, the Attorney General, as he he came in, and <clears throat> because they were talking about it then, and they'd announced that this is what they were looking at, and it was regarded with hostility, okay, by universal, universally across the profession, all the people who work in the area, the judges, and that they didn't like the idea. <clears throat> and Porter delivered a speech to a <clears throat> to a hostile. To a hostile crowd of bloody lawyers, and, and effectively, the message that came across, as far as I could see, was, "Get used to it, folks. It's happening." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. He was. He was. He was. You know. Yeah. yeah okay. Are. Right. Kid, oh boy. So they're getting rid of the family court judges. Is that the idea? <clears throat> what they're doing is they're merging. Um, effectively, they're not. They're not going to have the federal circuit court and the family court anymore. They're going to be merged into, <clears throat> into one. So that means all the towns won't get their their day in court. They'll have to go to a big city. Is that? But that's been the way it has been for. Is that anyway? For okay. years, anyway. I mean, the if you're in a you know country area, you know you you have a court may sit on circuit, what they call it occasionally, but generally speaking, you've uh, got to go somewhere. Well, yeah. even here, I mean, you know, we fought tooth and nail to get a registry of the family court down here, and now the word is that the Federal um, Circuit Court judge who was uh, been sitting here for years and a really good bloke, he's uh, just been promoted to the Family Court, right? So he won't stay here. But are they going to replace him? Well, that's a it's a Mm. that's a real debate about that. I suspect I suspect not. Does that mean everyone would have to go up to Sydney, up to Parramatta, isn't it? Sydney and Parramatta. But that's how it was for a long time, okay? That's terrible, though. Oh, it is. a big city. Like, there's 
I know. Yeah. No, no, I, I, but it is happening. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, as I say, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't. They surpass that. They don't don't replace him. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, anyway. So you've been doing it what forty years? You're saying. Yeah, well, since 1979, so yeah. whatever that is, yeah, 40 something years. Yeah. So, what would you say to like a young guy or girl getting into being a lawyer? Would you recommend? Um, it's uh, look, it, it, I think that the thing has become harder and harder in the law is the um, the number of uh, hoops you've got to jump through <coughs> the administrative side of practice. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, what what a hell of a lot of um, law graduates don't know about and never learn until they get out there is <clears throat> there's a huge difference between knowing the law and actually practising the law. Yeah, OK. OK? Because yeah. there's so much of the stuff you do has got nothing to do with the bloody law. It's administration. It's, yeah. it's yeah. trying to run the business, etc. And... Uh, a hell of a lot of lawyers are smart people but are astoundingly stupid as well. Yeah, yeah they are. Academic. <laughs> True. They're, mm. they're smart but they're, they're often shit-ass businessmen. You know, yeah. They can't run it, et cetera. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's one of the things. Yeah, we have young... Do you yeah. think it's like the university that's failing in that, the way they teach, or is it...? Um, you used to be able to do an apprenticeship, didn't you? <clears throat> Most, it sounds like a better way of doing it. Most lawyers, yeah, yeah, most most lawyers, um, well, not most, but a very significant proportion. When I went through it, I went, I did law, right? But <coughs> did what I think called SAB, Solicitors Admission Board, and that effectively was like an you were working as a clerk and studying along yeah. along the yeah. way. Mm. Um, my, my wife's a solicitor, <coughs> okay, and uh, she that's the way she did it. Yep, and uh, um, a couple of my former partners did it. Um, you know, SABs. I think you can still do it now, but you know, because back then there were only two law schools in in New South Wales. One was at Sydney, and one was at New South Wales. You know, Macquarie didn't exist, Wollongong didn't exist, nor you know um, <coughs> what is it up the but Lismore. Mm. You know, they've got law faculties everywhere. Yep. And they produce a huge number of lawyers. They can't all get jobs, surely. Uh, but they don't go into law. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's become, I think, increasingly um, a generalist degree. <coughs> law. Isn't it seven, sorry, isn't it seven years? Um, no, <coughs> I, I don't know. I think that Sydney University may now be the only one that you can still do straight law. A four-year degree. Everyone, they're, they're all a combined degree now. You've got to do arts law, or commerce law, yeah, okay. or media law, or something like that. And, and yeah. as, as I and that, I think that tends to be a five-year or something like that, five or six-year. But, yeah. <clears throat> but um, I think the majority of, of graduates don't actually go and practice law. They go and work in other areas. But yeah. <clears throat> if they've done law, generally it's taught them how to think. Mm. And how to analyse, how to approach problems. Oh, that's good then. Well, and also, not, if you're a, not necessarily. If you're yeah, a, well, that's true. An employer, and someone yeah. comes in with a law degree, mm. they go up in your estimation. Yeah. It's a good degree to have. Yeah. It's, you know, still well, got that. Highly respected. Well, yeah. well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if they've done it, at least they've, they've been taught how to approach a problem, how to analyse a problem, right? Um, which is what a lot of 
the law's about, you know. Yeah. Um, sit down, what is what what are the issues? Let's identify what are the applicable That was my problem <coughs> when Haley was doing her law degree, she'd bring me like in her final year, she bought me some of the exam papers, you know, she was she always left her everything at the last minute. She goes, What do you think about this? You know, give me a hand with it. And I just didn't <coughs> it was a statement and it didn't there was no question mark. <laughs> you know, it mm. wasn't like a question to answer. Yeah. It was just a bunch of words. What and are you like, gotta do with it? You've got to try and figure out, analyse what What's the problem here? Yeah, yeah. that's right. I didn't you know, know, and I had no idea. <laughs> I just didn't yeah. see a problem. That's Identify. That's right. A lot of the time, it's identifying what the issues are. Mm. Yeah. You know, what what trying to identify what the problem is at the beginning. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Now, are you retired now, Jeff? <laughs> um, I'm in the process. What do you think about that? Do you really want to retire? Like, what's you don't seem like you want to uh, retire. You know. Um, look. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm winding down. I'm, I'm actively trying to, to wind out. <clears throat> I was in partnership in as, a, as an equity partner. That is, I, I was part of the business. <clears throat> I'm out of that now, but I'm still, um, I still go in. you still got clients. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I've still got clients and, you know, I'm uh, still, so I'm, but I'm, my idea is to wind down. As I, when I, I went out of the partnership, I said, look, you know, the, <clears throat> The other partners didn't particularly want me to go, but I said, look, you know, this is what I want to do, and I sort of wind, so wound down. But I said, listen, I'll, I'm not just going to stop. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll be a question of easing out. And, yeah. And I'm, look, it's a question of just seeing how I how I like it and uh, yeah. how yeah. long I want to. Have you got okay. any plans for when you're done? Well, especially mm. with COVID, because you're a travelling man. That's... You know, and so that's throwing a bloody spanner in the works, hasn't it? Tell, tell me about it. Tell me about that's it. It's killed it. everyone, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh. well, Jeff was just telling us about his uh, trip to Antarctica. Maybe you <coughs> want to enlighten people. Yeah, let's go last, over that. Mm. Uh, it, it just... It was um, on a yacht, wasn't it? Yeah, went on, went on a... Uh, it, it was a, a, a ship. They've got to be ice-rated ship. It was... It was ten From Argentina? Yeah, you sail yeah. you sail from Ushuaia, yeah, right on the southern tip, um, mm. and across the Drake Passage. Yeah. <clears throat> it was on a absolutely gorgeous, brand new bloody ship, um, uh, ten thousand tons, but only two hundred passengers. Do you remember what it was called? Yes, the Sunic Eclipse. Okay, I'll put the photo up on the video. <clears throat> if I find it, phenomenal. This this thing had two helicopters on it, Sweet. and it had a submersible. Did you go on the submersible? Oh, yeah. oh. Under the ice. Have you got a video of that? <laughs> no, no, oh. no, no. Because actually... <laughs> that would be mad. That's cool. There's fuck all to see down there. Because yeah. it's, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, well, it's cold and dead. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you go yeah. down there. So I've been I've been on a helicopter above the Antarctic yeah. and I've been on a, I've been to the bottom of a bit of the Antarctic <laughs> Ocean. Wow. Not but, many have been there. No. no. But that, that's the thing about it. It is... And the bit that you go to when they cruise to, you cruise from the tip of South America across to there's a there's a sort of a long peninsula sticks out on the on yeah, yeah. and you go across the Drake the Drake Passage, Passage there yeah. you know, pretty wild, um, and but the scale of it the size of it it's difficult to buddy until you get yeah. there. <clears throat> they had all these buddy guys aboard, you know they have these experts aboard to talk about things. <clears throat> And one of them was talking about you know, the Antarctic, and he was he was saying, <clears throat> to give you an idea, there's a bit of the Antarctic called the Ross Ice Shelf, and it's <clears throat> it's just a massive body of ice, mm. 
and it's so big that it's it's slowly going out to sea, but because it's so big, it doesn't. It's there, and it's kilometres deep. Okay, out into the ocean, but it's. And yeah. he said, so he has this map of it up there, and he said to give you an idea that that Ross Ice Shelf there, he said, that bit of ice that you're seeing there is the size of France. Ah, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's just that's just like one massive. We were in this helicopter and you're flying over and the, the, the um, icebergs are gorgeous shapes, astounding. Yeah. And there was one that, that was looked like it was a dry dock. You know, you've got... And this was yeah. the, out of the water because in the middle of it was sort of full of water. The water got... And the water, because it's... Um, and the light gets on, it's just gorgeous blue. And the ice itself is often gorgeous, gorgeous blue. <coughs> And he he was saying, <clears throat> someone was saying, how big is that thing when he flew over? And he said, to give you an idea, he said, <clears throat> the skids on this, the helicopter you're on now, are measuring the, the top, of, we're, we're level with the top of that iceberg, and that iceberg has got 400 feet of it out of water. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which gives you an idea how much of it's underwater. Well, yeah, yeah, two thirds, yeah. isn't it? Did yeah. you go on to... Yeah, yeah. Antarctica and yeah, yeah, you can go on there, yeah. yeah. Did you go to, was there any, like, <coughs> penguins know, or like, anything like that? Oh, your penguins, et cetera, et cetera. We were following, <coughs> I've I, I got a bloody clip, there's, on the the whales going by, there's yeah. bloody whales. The, we were following, uh, we were sailing along once and the bloody, the captain was bloody great. You could go up on the bridge any time you liked, up on this bloody thing. <coughs> yeah. And they they saw this, this um, packer, killer whales trying to chase down these whales and of course what they do is they work they work like a bloody wolf pack mm, yeah. and they do they get in and they harass them and harass them and harass them and then they'll they'll go out and rest and the others will go in and chase and that what they do is and there were there was a uh, a seal pup there um and uh they were trying to tire it out mm. <coughs> so they could get it and yeah. it it was Bloody unreal! It's just yeah. Is there uh, anything left from the original expeditions there? Or <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they uh, one of the places you land, you can go into. Um, there was a British uh, expedition there that they. This is back in the nineteen fifties. <coughs> oh, yeah. um, it was the year of what was the, the the year of science? A year of anyway. It was a, spe- a special year, and they they landed there, uh, and they got in fact. Snowed in, they had to abandon it. And these guys had to pack up and walk about because they couldn't get the supplies into them because yeah. they're doing it by ship. And of yeah. course, the, the ice was. the whole year just frozen in. The ice was so big, okay, so far out, they couldn't get the supplies there and they, they had to abandon it. And they had to pack up and walk out. And so <coughs> they've left it as it oh, largely so was un, untouched when you go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah with all this bloody. Tins of you know, the, the food that they had there, you know, bloody maple syrup and stuff like this up yeah. there, and bloody <laughs> bottle of porridge. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty wild stuff going there. Ah, uh, well, it, it, yeah, it, it's as I say, I love that. <laughs> I love that bit. The other place that I, uh, I, I we, we went to Patagonia as well while we were oh, there, yeah. and that's phenomenal. <clears throat> but the other place I've been to, I, I um, probably the best. Uh, in terms of close-up experiences, go to Africa. (coughs) 
went into the Okavango Delta, you know, um, just phenomenal. Oh, wow. Just and went to a, also a private game reserve in Kruger where you, <coughs> you know, you just... That's South Africa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So up close, I mean, if, if you're interested in all the animals, yeah, just... You're in, you're in an open vehicle, right? Mm. Like an open land cruiser, and you, you're elevated, but you're sitting there. No, no, and you, and you're in the bush, and there's this pride of bloody lions, a, a dozen of them walking down, and they would just walk around you. And if, if, if you had a ten foot stick, you could lean over and tap him on the back as they walk by. Yeah, yeah. yeah my um, a guy I work with, um, everyone calls him Noodles. He was telling me a story. He went and camped over there in yeah. tents. And he said, um, someone had, in a different expedition went over there and they went to go to the toilet and got attacked by the lion because they didn't call the, the guard. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're out in the middle of... They're in <coughs> fucking Waving. Africa. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. that elephants and shit? Another guy woke up because something was gnawing on his head. Apparently um, a hyena was trying to get him through the tent. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I tell you what, <coughs> we... we uh, we went out when we were in, in, in Kruger. Um, you go out very early in the morning and you go out in the dusk, okay, because the animals tend to be mad. We went out early one morning and the the, the lions had killed a buffalo yeah. and so the remains, the buffalo was like, they did, <coughs> but because the, the hyenas come in and there was this hyena there and we were probably, I don't know, 40 feet away about, you know, from it, um, yeah. 13 or 15 metres for, for in the new language, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And you could hear this this bloody hyena crunching through the skull of this thing. They've got jaws. They've got the strongest jaws in Africa, oh, pretty yeah. close to it, I think. <coughs> you know, crazy. You could hear this crunch. And there's they're just a bloody solid skull, and they go crunch right through yeah. it. We yeah. saw a, um, a, a hyena <coughs> trying to bloody entice a leopard a leopard cub out of a tree okay and the 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 mum the mother was there there was this bloody spat between the bloody hyena and the, and it was what six feet from the side of the bloody little the truck we were sitting in it was just this sure. uh, completely ignores <coughs> you guys yeah, yeah. yeah Africa's just happening they uh, apparently what they do is they say in the um don't, you don't stand up. You don't change the profile of the vehicle because they're used to you, so they, they won't. They don't see you as a threat, etc. So, yeah. <coughs> I mean, you you can't get any idea of just how up close you can get. It's just yeah. you know you're there, and there's like a seven or eight ton body elephant, mm. and you're close enough to hear his body stomach rumbling. You're from here to the bloody door, all yeah, you know. It's yeah. just, un- oh. Oh, that's fantastic. I was, yeah. Actually, we were due to go back, my wife and I were. Oh, ta- yeah. And then COVID. Yeah. We were going to take our. I've got adult kids, and you know, we were going to take them and their partners back. Yeah. Um, to, oh. to, we would we would have we would have been there in uh, September and October this year. So, I've got a shitload of money sitting in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> No refunds on that. Well, the, the money's there. We, we've got credit. Okay. Oh, they gave you credit. Oh, no, we got credit. Well, of course, they lost everything. Yeah. But of course, but I've got to get there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've got. As I say, there's a. 
Yeah. Good time in Africa when you get there. <laughs> well, but, well, that's exactly right, you know. So what do you do? You know, that's a, yeah. But I'd, I'd go back there. And the other place that I would go to in a, in a shot is the Galapagos. Oh, yeah. Did you go there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Just that, that's, that's, that's phenomenal because the animals aren't frightened of you. Yeah. Because it's all it's a, it's a reserve. So, yeah, you walk down a path and... There's these massive birds called blue-footed boobies. They're big sea bird, about you know, two foot high, and they've got bright blue feet. Yeah. They'll, they'll just nest there, and they don't, they're not frightened of you. They don't move. Oh. You've got to make your way around them. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, true. You, 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 yeah. land on, you land on a, on a beach on these rubber duckies, okay, yeah. and there are seals everywhere. You, that you snorkel around, and it's just phenomenal. Oh, Bloody, um, they'll all come over, and the, the, the seal pups will come over and examine you. Mm. They're there, so you're snorkeling along, yeah. and they'll come up and have a look in your, wow. have a look at you to see how you were, etc. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, I'd, I'd go there. Magic. Yeah. So there's not much. Uh, they're not built up the Galapagos. Like it's still, <coughs> is it a national park there or something? Is it? There's there's largely one inhabited island, but the you know, the whole lot of islands. But um, I think uh, there's only two percent. It's all a national park, and there's yeah. only two percent of the entire place. You're allowed to go on, oh, wow, <laughs> and you great. can only land there with a national park guide. Yeah, so you can't just go there yourself. You're not allowed to just land there. Um, is it part of Ecuador? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you that's great. They're doing that, protecting yeah. it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, 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 well, they're very conscious of it, you know. But anyway, <coughs> it's great. I'd, and you yeah. saw were there iguanas? Yeah, yeah, iguanas there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sea iguana. You oh, see yeah. a grand a lizard that bloody sweeps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mad. Yeah. The waters must be warm there. No, in fact, they're not. They're not. They are, um, they're cold. <coughs> um, Is that the there's Antarctic? A, there's a current comes up from the Antarctic and it comes up the, the west coast of South America <coughs> and because they're the tips of, they are effectively the tips of mountains that are in the middle of the sea. As the current comes up, it gets pushed up. <coughs> so you've got all this rich... Which is full of plankton, right? Yeah, which, yeah. Is the, which is the source of bloody. You know. <coughs> so that gets all pushed up. So you've got a huge bloody you know, array of wildlife there, and particularly sea life. <coughs> and that's why the waters, in fact, are quite cold. It's interesting that, that a, a lizard, but, yeah, you know, cold blooded, <coughs> cold blooded animal can survive in the, in the water. Well, but and also learning to bloody swim. I mean, yeah, mm. yeah it, it, it's freaky. But yeah. you can. And, of course, their idea of health and safety is a little bit more casual than ours. <laughs> <laughs> so they take you out because the boats aren't big. They're not in a big boat there. So they were, the thing that we were on is only 16 passengers, you see. So they take you out the rubber duckies and drop you off. And, of course, you suddenly realise you're, you're sort of just snorkelling along there and the side of the bloody the, the island goes up there and you suddenly think there's fucking nothing between me and the Antarctic, which is about fucking 12,000... <laughs> Kilometers oh, that yeah. way, yeah. or you're you snorkeling and you're yeah. going along, and the rocks are there, and suddenly the it just goes. Boom. I hate that feeling, and, and, yeah. and, yeah. and it is black. Yeah, you see that? Just you see what's in there? Sharknado <laughs> all over again. It, it just drops down to blackness. Anyway, as I said, go back there. Like a, like a, a shot. Anyway, mm. So. 
Hopefully we can. Hopefully next year. Well, I don't know. Yeah, don't it's know. not. It's, it's not looking very good at the it's minute. Not, it's not. But it's been a. It's been like a year internationally almost. It has. Yeah, it's been a. year. And we still we <laughs> haven't learned how to live with this shit. Probably. Well, yeah, come on. Part of the part of the problem is that huge parts of the world they've got no idea whether it's there or not because they they don't oh, have the they don't well they don't have the facilities yeah. to mm. test. I mean, Trump and his buddy Wisdom said they should stop testing because... Well, no testing. No, no testing. No testing. <laughs> what crime wave? <laughs> that, that's exactly right. If they, if, they, if they only hadn't bloody tested, they wouldn't have 300,000. Yeah. It's very surreal, wasn't it? There is... Um, I was reading in today, in America, uh, a, a death every 30 seconds. Oh, wow. A death yeah. every 30 seconds. So this this article I started to read said, <clears throat> by the time you get to the bottom of this article, four people will have died. <laughs> from, from, from COVID. From COVID in America, yeah. So you've got an old, unhealthy motherfuckers over yeah. there. Well, you've got to be healthy now. You've got to be healthy. Thing, if hey, you're yeah. healthy, as if, you know, you, if you're If this thing right. mutates like it looks like it's going to, they've got this new strain in England that's mm. super virulent. So you just... <clears throat> You've got to look after your own health you know, at some point, don't you? Know, you, you know, what's concerning is that I haven't seen anything mentioned yet. We're a year in, or, okay, here we're nine months or so in. I haven't seen any promotion of healthy, like how to build your immune system, no. nutritionists and naturopaths on explaining yeah. how what you should be eating, um, yeah. people explaining but what... I'm pushing on that very No, much. where's the general health advice? It doesn't really help. I went to see my heart specialist. I've got a slight problem. It's not nothing major. What but he didn't even ask me, like, how's your health? Oh, he didn't weigh me. Like, he said, oh, Doctors you're looking give the <laughs> worst nutritional advice, man. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a week course or something in there. Yeah, it it the is. They don't know. It's, it's only, like, I think four the hours or something. Yeah. It's... It's ridiculous. Very strange. Yeah, because yeah. nutrition is such an important part of Socrates said who we are. Food <laughs> like, is medicine. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's, it, it baffles me that that, yeah. it, that that should be a major, major factor of what they're doing. However, um, I but think it's the mechanical. We're, it we're is. Talking yeah, about the approach to it earlier, and it seems the most Western medicine. Like, oh, I was talking to my heart specialist, and I. I'd gone to see a, uh, a heart surgeon and I was talking to my specialist about it. He goes, oh, the surgeons don't give a shit about your health. They just want to get in there. Yeah. And when there's a problem, they'll get in there and cut it open, sort it out, buggy off. You know, yeah. it's like you're in a battlefield. You're a machine, yeah. You know, yeah. and it was all very machine-like. Yeah. It's very mm. disconcerting. That's the know. approach, but to health in general, which is good. Well, see, I was saying, <clears throat> if the only tool that you have is a hammer, yeah. Yeah. A nail. Yeah. After, after a while, all problems look like nails. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's true. That's right. Very true. That's happening right across society, I think. Yeah. Everything's, there's nails everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> How do I treat it? This is a crime? Okay, what do I do? I'll hit it. Go ahead. Or make it illegal. That'll stop it. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and it doesn't. So what's the solution? Well, we'll hit it harder. Yeah. So you have the, you get in America, you've got... Yeah. That's right. <laughs> in America, three strikes, you know, so you can get... Crazy. You can get done. So if your third doesn't, your third offence can be a possession of marijuana in some parts over there, and you're facing mandatory life imprisonment. Oh my god! 
I think that's because there, there's a, a pull fact of that their prison <coughs> system is yeah, a it's factory. A business. It's a yeah. business. Mm. You know, and they need they need punters, yeah. and they are actually working over there. They're not just getting. Mm. You know, they're, they're working. And America was built. The United States was built on slavery, and they yeah. they never really got away from it. You know, now just going back to the roots. Yeah, yeah, and disguising <laughs> it. Yeah, well, not they're not even trying anymore. Yeah, are they? yeah well, true. true. <laughs> you, you can put the footage of it everywhere. It still doesn't matter. Well, they, it's happening again the next shows. week. Watch yeah. this one. It's called Orange is the New Black, and it's a, oh, yeah. a prisoner series. But some of it's actually really interesting, going on about the uh, prison industrial complex, and it's brutal, yeah. like, absolutely brutal. You know, and um. And it makes you think about you know, getting back to the law system. It, like the prisons are the they're the end of the justice system. Mm. Why would you privatize that? If you're going to privatize prisons, why don't you privatize the whole lot? Private judges, you know. Private, well, I mean, they almost have to an extent. Isn't that you can review the ju- juries. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, it's just out. Some some things maybe shouldn't. The market can't. Fix. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that that's what the. the that's what they're coming to realise. I mean, neoliberalism, this idea that, right. yeah. that the market does things better than government, right? Eh? So that you know, so often so many of the things that governments have supplied over the years have said, oh, the market will do this better. And, of course, <clears throat> what they've realised is this pandemic. No, no, no. the market doesn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, suddenly when the shit hits the fan, suddenly everybody wants the government to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. And I've always said, well, logically, logically, if you take this to its logically extreme... Why don't you simply say, well, um, all right, well, we will privatise the, the army. Yeah. We'll privatise the police well, force. Mm, yeah. And, of course, in America, they have a significantly, particularly in Iraq, they, they significantly privatised pri- um, yeah. the, the army, effectively. They, and they gave all this security stuff. It didn't work out well. It's stuff. Mm. So, yes, yeah, there, there we go. Doesn't mm. work out. Give it a wrap up then. Wow, that was a <coughs> very interesting conversation, yeah. Jeff. Thanks, thanks for sir. joining thanks, us. Jeff. We appreciate yeah. it. Where, okay. where can people find you if they they need a good lawyer? Give well, a shout out. If if they need a good lawyer, they probably better not come looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the ha- innocent people. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to recommend a good lawyer for. No, no, I'm I'm at Han- over at Hanson's. Okay, Hanson's lawyers. Yeah. Always no we'll put the link in. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. That's yeah. great. That's and we got Christmas cr- coming up, so Merry yeah. Christmas, guys. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, we look yeah, forward. Stay to... safe. Yeah. 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 Don't freak out too much. <laughs> I noticed the toilet paper was gone already. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah so. Come on. If we're going to learn anything this year, let's Liz, learn. Let's say that toilet today. paper shortage isn't needed. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's say that day. She said, "Oh, buddy, you know, she did some shopping this morning. She said the toilet paper is ready." It's fucking bizarre, isn't it? Oh, man. There's bigger yeah. things to worry about. If you can't eat, you're in more trouble. Wash your yeah. ass, guys. <laughs> and on that note, we'll catch wow. you next week. Okay, thanks. Bye.